This week in league, Nathan Merritt wins the latest episode of Who Wants to Play for New South Wales and Not Be a Drunken Fuck With? Josh Dugan tells Blake Ferguson's origin career to end itself. Josh Reynolds reveals the secret coach helping to reach new heights, Greg Luganis. And we preview all of the action for round 15 of the 2013 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Episode 125 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, um, let's look at some things to start this week. Uh, new logo. Resplendent pyjama pants, I might add. Fucking they're sensational. These these pyjama pants have been on Twitter in the past. They have. But they are fucking beautiful. Um, what you'd call them like flannelette in, in material and flannelette in the flannel pattern that you would expect to see flannel. Except it's... Well, um, don't, you don't have to tell me about flannel. No, I don't, no I don't tell you. I'm just telling you because it's, you know this is this is an audio. Paint a picture. This is not a visual medium. I'm painting a picture. Yeah. So it's like the, the the pattern you'd expect to see, like on a lumberjack shirt, except it's resplendent in uh, maroon, black, and white. And uh, every now and then, every ten centimeters, mighty manly seagulls logo, sensational. Can they I just say pants? They they make they make they make me feel sex sexier, and they they make people around me feel sexier as well. I feel sexy. I know. Nathan. I know. That's why I've got no pants on. Exactly. Because you want to get your knees pants. Well, <laughs> play your cards right. <laughs> Close my eyes. You could be anyone. Um, comes around this time of year. Very fucking cold at the moment. I've got it's a beanie on, a hoodie, a jersey, tracksuit pants. I would like to wear my pajama pants up here, hmm. but I have this phobia that I'll have a car accident or my car will break down you on the pull way. Over by the cops and and I'm, over, I'm standing on the side of the road in my fucking pajama pants. You can, just, you I can't can bring, bring myself to you, do it. You can bring, I should probably bring them and bring get them changed. Bring them over and get changed into them. Yeah, see, there you're go. an ideas man. That's what I love there. They, they call me the brains of the operation, and I'm just yeah, it's exhibit A. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, new logo. Didn't really intend to go out there and make a new logo last week. I'll be honest. That's I was just looking brilliant. I was looking at the Facebook page, and I was like, you know, I should probably after you know probably a year and a half of or a year of timeline. Uh, on Facebook, I probably should put a fucking cover photo up there for the page. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so I started doing it, and they're like, "Oh, that looks pretty cool." But yeah, now the logo, you know, doesn't really fit in there. Like, so I need to make a square version of our logo, and then, uh, yeah, didn't do it for me. And so. after much deliberation, yeah, and discussion, and some email. Email. yeah, some emails back and forth, and um, we come boom. up with the gold. Yeah, it's good. Very happy with it. Um, and Facebook's going crazy. We've chucked on 150 plus likes. What is it now? What's the figure now? Thirteen nineteen. So there we go. It's like yeah. So we chucked on over one hundred fifty now. I suppose I better like it. One hundred fifty seven or something like that in in like five six days. So sensational. Love it. Um, and the episode last week was on. You know they released on the Wednesday uh, slash Thursday, and um, that Wednesday slash Thursday period last week was the most downloads in uh this season like for the first day for the first day downloads for uh for an episode this season so it's good um the last couple of weeks have all been really good but um but this one just last week pipped them so thank you very much welcome to new new uh listeners and thank you to the old listeners who are you know pushing the show and you know we, we see a lot of you know regular names and stuff you know people who like retweet everything you know when, when we put it out on the wednesdays and thursdays yeah a lot of like sharing that. on facebook when, the, yeah. when we release a post as well so yeah, so thank it's you. It's that support much. which keeps pushing us forward. Exactly. It keeps me coming here and taking my pants off and 
recording for a couple of hours. Exactly. Now, last week you were recalled, you had an email from Abby. Yes. Who was talking about, you know, throwing players in jail if they throw punches and shit. I must admit, I expected an avalanche of people telling telling Abby to go fuck himself. That's what I expected to, to hear. I mean, like, you know, we kind of like, you know, fairly neutral, you know, didn't didn't agree with it, you know. But, well, you know, I mean, we, points, we're but... respectful of the fact that the guy listens to the show exactly. and enjoys it and he's, exactly. he's entitled to his opinion just like we are. Exactly. And and the, the listeners of the show, they also, you know, were quite respectful as well. So uh, we got uh, Cole underscore 316 sent us a tweet and said, uh, Abby, you tool. Origin, <laughs> origin is fights first, football second, you turn it. And that's as bad as it got. That's that's the that's as bad as it got. Then we got an email from Mike Fitness. Now, Mike Fitness, I'm not sure who Mike Fitness is, but make yourself known, brother. Yeah, um, you seem I, like my kind of guy. I imagine he's uh, Ricky Fitness's uh, brother, who is uh, you know, the the uh, the drummer for the Aquabats. Who, if you watched Yo Gabba Gabba, you'd see the Aquabats on there a little bit. Uh, referential retard strikes again, right? Yeah, I can give you the Go Gabba Gabbas. You'll love oh, them. Oh, that's not going to mean anything to me. <laughs> but yeah, so um, so you know, say hello to your brother Ricky. Mike Fitness said, "Hi lads, I just want to add my two cents worth to the state of origin fight debate. I know this is old news now, but felt compelled to write this after the email regarding arresting players on the field. <laughs> Above everything else, it sounds really ridiculous when you read it out loud. Above everything else, the NRL is selling entertainment, which we we the fans consume happily on a weekly basis. They're not selling a reality. These players are highly tuned athletes who dedicate a huge proportion of their lives to preparing their bodies for what we see when teams take the field. If Paul Gallen punched." a normal bloke like me the way he did Nate Miles I'm sure I would have ended up in hospital but Miles a professional athlete didn't as a fan who sits on my ass each weekend watching on the TV I want to see the players knock the shit out of each other with big hits it's entertaining yes in a sport like rugby league it will boil over at times and we'll see a punch up and I have to admit that's entertaining too the players always try and get away with it and the NRL will always try and stop it that's the way it should be and on a final note to the people who say what about the kids I have two sons whom I love dearly. I want to be their role model along with their granddads, uncles, teachers, etc. Not some NRL player. Thanks for the show, boys. Look forward to each week. That's my um, overbearing sentiment towards the whole thing. And yep, everyone's same. saying, you know, NRL players are role models. Um, when people like Josh Dugan, Blake Ferguson, um, Robert Louis are NRL players, mm-hmm. be fucked if that, any of them are going to be my kid's role model. Um, I, I feel if, if your kids get to a point where they're so inspired by any act that an NRL player does outside of a brilliant piece of play that he wants to try and replicate yeah. on the field, um, kids will know right from wrong uh, because you've taught them right from wrong as a mm-hmm. parent. Um, and if they don't, you can't go blaming Paul Gallen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you've, you've really got to look at yourself and, and, and your parenting techniques in in my humble opinion, well, I, if they're looking, if they're looking, you know, it's easy to boil down and say if they're looking externally for role models, then they probably don't have any role models like you know, readily available to them in their immediate environment. Yeah, exactly that's, right. Yeah, you know, that's what it comes down to. Um, we also had that e- email from uh, Steve Bonaventura uh, about Paul Carriage and uh, his his uh, his school footy side that he was the coach of, uh, <laughs> playing against Paul Carriage's uh, you know sex offenders and inmates or whatever. Well, what so. Well, he did. Remember, he did say that one of the things was that players were threatening sexual violence against. Well, them. yeah, true. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> if so, they weren't sex offenders yeah. because they, they were 
weren't in there because they were sex offenders. They're certainly looking to start their sex offender <laughs> yeah. careers off. Whilst in the can. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we got a tweet from a listener D- at DWKH13. And um, he said that his mother worked at the Waco Youth Detention Centre. So he sent us a screenshot of his phone, uh, his iPhone um, messages app. <laughs> and um, he sent a, he sent a message. On the 15th of the 6th, he sent a message to his mum and said, uh, Hey mum, do you know a poor carriage? Two hours later, she replies, Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> and he replied to that, Did he play for Parramatta? And she replied... He was the one everybody remembers who dropped the ball and lost the grand final. <laughs> so that that is for, that for me is uh, is confirmation that yes they are one and the same, and um, it makes it makes um, Steve's story even better because now we know it actually what is a, is yeah. a legit poor carriage. I've got to tell you though, <laughs> I um, given I'm not a Parramatta fan, yeah, um, wasn't really etched every last little infinite detail yeah, for me either was etched into my I didn't realise quite how bad that was <laughs> that was one of the most horrific passages of play yeah, yeah. by one player yeah <laughs> like, I haven't seen that sort of thing replicated until the West Tigers 2013 Rugby League season it's the sort of thing that would make you become a recluse in a youth youth offenders centre and detention facility <laughs> Surrounding yourself with people who'd fucked up their lives more than yeah. you. <laughs> Being a voluntary crash test dummy for sex offenders. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, we had the, the email Just from... Just walking around with one of those little round black and yellow stickers on his ass. <laughs> In point of impact. <laughs> So um, we had the email last week from Gavin about the um, about the you know the firing up speech you know about you know you know, shove the fucking soul up your ass and you know, yes. that sort of thing. Um, so my popular demand, uh, I've got one more that I'll put at the end of the episode this week. Another inspirational speech. If anyone knows, <laughs> if anyone knows of any um, inspirational rugby league speeches, by all means, send us you know a YouTube link or whatever, and we'll get it in on the show because people are mad for it. They love hearing it. They, just, they love hearing the follow stuff. And don't this talk about week's one. Yeah. Can I just say? Salty language. <laughs> very, very much so. But Not that last week's was finished, fucking Mother Teresa. You finished 10th, you finished 20th. It's not important. <laughs> just, what's important is, didn't give up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you, 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 you'll find, if you don't cry or, or stand to attention or something after listening to that speech, you're fucking dead inside. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a black hole where your heart should be. Exactly, exactly. So, um, more feedback uh, from at Tall Hayden, who uh, you know we hear from all the time. Serial um, sex pest, Tigers fan. Like I said, correlation. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of a Venn diagram, right there. Um, so we were talking about uh, you know people uh, about Tamau being drunk, and you know I think you said is it is it illegal to ride a horse drunk? And I said yeah, it's illegal to ride a horse. Tall Hayden's actually come in with more clarification. Said it's illegal to ride a horse drunk, but not a zebra. A guy in the UK bought a zebra and tamed it to ride home. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> that that loophole would be closed very fucking quickly. I imagine. <laughs> what about an alpaca? What about an alpaca? I guess you just keep closing loopholes. Like they go, <laughs> zebras are illegal now. Fine, camel. Camels are illegal now. Alpaca. Alpacas are illegal. Now. Fucking cow. Fuck this. <laughs> Riding my armadillo home. I've had too much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that'd be a slow trip, wouldn't you just walk? 
Well, it depends on how much I've had to drink and what I'm incapable of walking. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And um, finally, uh, our good friend, Mr. Wars, Mr. Underscore Wars on Twitter, of course, who oh, was co-host of the show. Two-time co-host, was it? Oh, at least two. Two, two or yeah. three times, yeah. Um, he's over in England now. A very high-powered job working for Adidas. Yes. Um, you'd think that, you know, that would somehow get Adidas to, you know, sponsor the show or something, but no. Not oh, yet. fuck for sponsoring the show. Where's our free shit? Yeah, I mean, look after you, mate. He's forgotten. At, he's changed. I mean, you, you go out there, you go out there and look where my shoes are. You know, there's like two pairs of superstars sitting out there. I'm just saying that you know Jackson <laughs> runs out onto the pitch, future superstar. Yeah. Of world football, who, who runs out on the pitch in in little Adidas, Adidas boots? I'm just saying, you know, hook brother up. Yeah, you've changed, Sam. Give some love. But he did say, he sent us a tweet and said, our boys on fire this week, best all-round episode so far. I think so. He's definitely changed because he used to fucking cane us every week. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, really? I like, yeah, I was like, you know, I mean, it, it didn't feel like it was a shit episode. Don't get me wrong, but... They best, never do, Nathan. There's been some that, yeah, I mean, you know, there's been some, and you know, you know at the time you go, yeah, that was fucking, you know, that was great. Oh, I didn't, God. Uh, yeah, I didn't. We high-five at the end yeah, and do we, our little exactly. fucking twill dance. Exactly. Which is like you doing a helicopter and me. I do. I, I basically dance exactly the same as uh, Michael Robertson. Yeah, and I just like hold on to my little button mushroom. <laughs> Helicopter can't take out yeah. without a fucking main rotor. <laughs> Mine's a control knob. <laughs> Okay, news. Now, this week, all of the stories are actually um, a fair bit of discussion that's going to happen around them. So, I don't think there's, that there's a place for the clock for the quick fire stuff because we're going to, even if we did put allocate some of these for the clock, they'd go way too long and it'd be... The only quick fire thing is going to be the Tigers game review, so we might bring the clock in for that. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, but um, we have to... Yeah, well, actually, no. Well, yeah, Simo, Simo, uh, Simo underscore Ali on Twitter. Fucking, I'll tell you... Yeah, and and that that's all I'm gonna say about that. We'll probably we'll, we'll go into it more afterwards at the end when we talk about iTunes reviews. But I tell you, he's just someone wanting to punch in the face badly. <laughs> but um, first news item. Well, it's it's basically it's it's a week of black eyes for football. I mean, even if you go back to last week, you got the Tamau thing, and so you know we've got it's a week of black eyes. It's probably I don't know what you call it. Would you call it the Rihanna round this round, or would you call it I don't know. To Lee Becker. Well, yeah, or you call it the panda round if you want to be safe. Yeah, you know? let's, let's do that. <laughs> call it the panda round? All right. So, black eye number one, Blake Ferguson. His career is in limbo. He's been stood down from the New South Wales Origin team and had his NRL contract suspended following allegations he indecently assaulted a woman during a drinking session with former Raiders teammate Josh Durgan. Dave Smith, the chief executive of the NRL, announced a disciplinary action against Ferguson after he was charged by police and said no decision would be made on when the Canberra star could play again until more details were known. He said uh, his registration had been suspended over repeated behavioural issues involving alcohol by the 23-year-old who was earlier this year stood down by the Raiders, fined and ordered to undergo counselling after another drinking session with Dugan. The fans did not want to see the game tarnished and neither did the players, Smith said, from Brisbane, where he was attending your match, the Broncos-Tigers match. It's time for people to understand that the game isn't going to accept this sort of behaviour. The first step in Blake's case is to make a clear call in relation to origin and tomorrow we'll consult with the Raiders to determine the minimum period we would look at in terms of suspension. 
We've worked closely with both the New South Wales Rugby League and the Canberra Raiders during this process, and there remains genuine concern for the welfare of the player. We'll offer every support to address any issues, but there also has to be a clear deterrent. So Laurie Daly had to make a decision uh, with, you know, who to replace, and it ended up being Nathan Merritt. But we'll get into that later on. Um, I thought you were going to call that black eye number two. I thought that's a bit fucking harsh. No, no, I wouldn't say that at all. I mean, I think that's not, that's not a black eye. That's, you know, for some people, it's a feel-good story. South supports probably, but... Look, I'm going to reserve my Nathan Merritt uh, right, statements cool. until we, we cover it properly. Okay, so um, Fergie Ferg was told after the whole rooftop cruises thing that that was his last chance. At the Raiders. Mm. However... That was um, prior to making the origin side. Yeah. Fern has come out and said, look, you know, we're not talking about sacking the guy because <laughs> because they know they'll be fucking burned badly. Like, Twice. They know he'll get signed by someone and then you come back and, and torch him. So um, so they don't want to do that. I mean, they're like, oh, all the talk at the moment from the NRL and the club is like, oh, you know, we want to give this guy support, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I don't think the guy needs too much support. He's just a fucking idiot. And, um, you know, how can you support fucking idiots? Can't educate bacon. You can't educate as bacon, as a wise man once said. <clears throat> I saw um, some tweets from people that are actually at the club and saw the way they were behaving prior yeah. to the alleged incident, saying Skull you, could see, you could see that something was going to happen because yeah. they were behaving like clowns. Mm. And it sounded like they were they was actually innocuous to start with, like they were getting photos, happy to take photos with people, blah, mm. blah, blah. But then it's like they're talking about they're lining up to get into a club and they're sculling champagne out of a bottle. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I just I just don't get it. And it was very interesting. Um, I saw a comment from Kurt Fernley, the um, Paralympian. Yep. Absolute champion guy. Legend. Um, and he said, and, and I think it's a fair point, why can't these blokes just not drink for the seven, seven months of the season? Yeah. You know, like how much less trouble would people, would they get into? And when you drink, you know, why did you get so fucking smashed? That how many how many incidents have happened because you know a bloke's had too many cups of tea? Exactly. Well, this is like you go back to um, uh, like Manly in like was it two thousand eight, two thousand seven, two thousand eight season? We Manly drank heaps of cups of tea. Fuck. Me. No, they didn't drink heaps of cups of tea, but they had they instead of going out into clubs and stuff, they used to go around to like Beaver's place or whatever and play cards. And, like, there was a regular thing. The whole massive group of them, they used to go and play poker and everything. And so, you know, they probably, you know, some guys probably got fucking destituted by card sharks like Steve Menzies. Sure. But they weren't out in clubs getting, you know, and especially, you know, so. I just have a real hard time saying he needs support. Doesn't need support. He needs more kicks in the ass growing up. You know he's more he kicks in the ass rather than being fawned over from the time he's 13, 14 years old. Saying, oh, you're fucking great And player, identified as, as a talented rugby league player, which is fine. You can be a talented rugby league player, but there's nothing to say that you have to be a douchebag to go along with that. Exactly. And, you know, it comes back to, to what we were talking about prior to hitting record as far as discipline and, and um, you know, different uh, ideas as far as how you raise your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got to take some responsibility you know his parents and his, his peers um and his his role models you know people want to talk about nrl players being role models but what about the role models of the nrl players yeah you know is that other nrl of, players is that the problem that's part of the problem the part of the problem is <laughs> anthony mundine's come out in support of blake ferguson anthony mundine doesn't drink no but anthony mundine is a fuckhead and he doesn't <laughs> and and he's he's a habitual fuckhead and also he's a habitual supporter of fuckheads that is without, you know, absolutely without dispute. We do have some differing opinions on Anthony Mundine, but 
I will say that for all the flack that Mundine cops, yeah. and he does run his mouth a lot. Yeah. Um, but between him, Sonny Bill, and Quade Cooper, they do cop a lot of flack because, yeah. well, certainly Cooper and Sonny Bill's case, their association. I don't know that at this stage of the game, Ferguson aligning himself with Anthony Mundine, given the shitstorm that's around him at the moment, is probably going to win him too many fans in the media no. um, or, or with the public. Um, I'm not saying that's right. I just know that that's going to be the reaction. Yeah. Um, I don't think Quade Cooper's a horrible guy. I don't think he's a he's a terrible person, and and he's obviously a talented athlete. Sonny Bill has had you know some questionable decisions of his own when he was a bit younger. But mm-hmm. um, their mere association with Anthony Mundine is, is caters for a large majority of the general vitriol which is spewed their way in everything mm-hmm. they do. Um, yeah, I, I just think, you know, it's easy to say, well, he needs support. He, need, he needs a kick in the ass. is what he needs. He what needs support? the club to take a, a you know. What, what support do you give someone who goes out and drinks to excess and makes a fuckwit of themselves when they've got their entire fucking career plus extra cash from representative honours and not just cash, personal fucking glory? What type of person does it take that... A, who needs to be fucking told that what the right thing to do in that situation is? And B, you know, then who, even if you don't know what the right thing, who, who would then, you know, the default action, the team gets named, he fucking tweets Dugan and he's like, oh, we're back. Yeah. And so you knew, he called it on Twitter what was going to happen. You knew what was going to happen. He tells the New South Wales officials, I've got some appointments at 4.45 p.m. that afternoon. And he proceeds to hook up with Dugan and start drinking immediately. <laughs> and I'm not saying they babysit him and like oh, you know, put him under fucking lockdown or something like that no it but doesn't just, requ- it shouldn't require that exactly I mean it's just all on him for being the type of person you know it's fucking ridiculous I'm just saying that I remember may God rest Bruiser's soul it's coming up to the five year anniversary of, of Bruiser passing away by the way um, but uh, went out drinking with dad mm-hmm. you know just so, you know, just using a little bit of an analogy. Went out drinking, drank to excess. Dad drank to excess too, but he was still stone cold sober. Somewhere you're like the Norman or somewhere. Or Norman, yeah. Normanby. Yeah, Normanby. Yeah. You're grabbing tit or whatever. Um, or, you know, some chick was trying to like molest you or something, was she? Something like that. That's how yeah. I remember it. Yeah. Um, anyway, my sister decides that I've had far too much to drink and I need to go home. I tell her to, you know, politely. Not really that politely, actually. Um, to fuck off yeah. and my old man comes over taps me on the shoulder says come on we're going home and I knew not to argue so we get in the cab the whole cab ride home dad's up me for spoiling his night <laughs> <laughs> then I got home and I was really really sick and I was like um, in the garden out the front or in you know in a little courtyard bit in the garden hurling my heart up not one ounce of sympathy Locked me out of my own fucking house, Nathan, is what he yeah, did. Yeah. And proceeded to go to sleep. Rightly so. So you had to sleep on the, in the yard. So then I had shed. to, when I was finished, I had to knock on the door. Okay. To which he then had to get up. Yeah. And then tell you how the you wake him up. And then blow up because <laughs> I wake him up. I mean, <laughs> that's sort of kicking the ass Blake Ferguson needs. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a simple solution here. And um, if they just had a thought of it a little bit sooner, well, if they think of it now, you know, they could have him, they could have him back for Origin 3. Just wanted they put him in the same fucking rehab place that they put Ben Barber in. Two weeks, Bushka, he's out of there. Cured. Done. <laughs> Easy problem solved. Black eye number two, George Burgess. 
George Burgess has been stood down by the, the Rabbitohs after being charged with two counts of willful damage following an incident in Cairns early on Monday morning. South Sydney said in a statement that the English star had admitted guilt and was cooperating with police over the incident. Uh, the club stood Burgess down pending further investigation and is working with the NRL's integrity unit to decide what penalty should be imposed on him. The incident happened several hours after South Sydney's win over the Gold Coast in Cairns on Sunday. Uh, Queensland police said they charged a 21-year-old New South Wales man with ramming a sign through the window of a car. <laughs> police alleged he used the sign found in the street to smash the rear window, damaging a vehicle in Red Lynch, an outer suburb of Cairns, about 2.45am on Monday. So he fronts the magistrate's court on July 10, and he issued a statement through the club apologising for his behaviour. Quote, I would like to apologise unreservedly to the Rabbitohs members, sponsors and everyone in the community. I've let my team and my family down. I acknowledge that I'm a role model for kids and I will do everything I can to restore my reputation through working harder in the community. It's my responsibility to ensure this type of behaviour does not happen again. I will learn from my mistake and bounce back stronger and better as a person. Is there any truth to rumour that he was actually applying for a second job as a traffic controller and failed miserably? I thought he just watched The Avengers or something. I thought he was a fucking Hulk. Wouldn't be surprised. He's about the right size. He's like a pale Hulk. <laughs> He's... <laughs> He's like albino Hulk. <laughs> Powder Hulk. Um, so, yeah. <sighs> I mean, not on this. I, I saw people making comparisons to that and the, and the Dugason thing. Um, let's uh, look, let's he not didn't, get carried away. He didn't pick a chick up like a bowling ball. Allegedly. No. <laughs> No, no, he didn't, and that's a very disturbing little image. But you can see what I'm. Yes, pictures, you know, pictures, thousands of words. Yeah, only, exactly. I don't know. Pictures only got words. I'm just did it in five. The Burgess boys, the Burgess boys. Um, whether it's it's a carefully crafted uh, media persona or or it's actual close to fact, they seem like fairly grounded, um, polite guys. As, as polite um, and grounded as test tube babies that have been running. Well, exactly. I mean, maybe, maybe you're part of the test tubing process. You know, yeah. something was left out, and and you know, George has got an uncontainable rage to uh, and and something dead against give way signs. I don't know. Given his success in football and and his and his twin brother's uh, lack of success in football, maybe it's like like the movie twins, and like you know, he's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger heart, the twin, and and Tom is like the Danny DeVito. Yeah, you would think if he if he had an, an affliction for signs, he'd mm. pull some oversized signs, uh, oversized signs off a truck and put them on the side of his head. Yeah, and he's been you know. Well, Sam, I mean, you know, Sam's got some fucking space. For advertising? Well, well, I mean, he's no different to any of them. They've all got, <laughs> they've got the same, all the same head. fucking head. <laughs> but honestly, however drunk you get. Did he pull the sign out of the concrete? I suspect there might have been like roadworks or something like that. I honestly don't know. But I, I, it sounds to me like it would be more like a roadworks one or whatever. He's yeah. that up or, you know. I can't see you just going, Ugh, Hulk. <laughs> Hulk smash. Hulk smash. <laughs> Rip a fucking street sign out of there. Hulk. Hulk love the haggis. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great, Hulk. <laughs> oh. How did we get there? Yeah, how did Gareth, well, Gareth wasn't even there. Where did Gareth, how did Gareth get roped into that? Gareth, Gareth I, think, I don't think Gareth's with us anymore. I haven't heard of, Gareth's heard of probably out a here. Traffic, traffic controller in Huddersfield at the moment, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, so um, this one is not as severe, but I mean, once again, how much of a fucking idiot do you have to be to... I mean, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm assuming that this wasn't a taxi. 
And so it wasn't like it was a, a dispute and then like a, a retribution thing. I'm assuming this was just a parked car. He's seen the sign and going, you know what fucking hilarious? If I picked up a fucking sign <laughs> and smashed this stranger's fucking car with back window in. Yeah. That's, like, that's, that's just, once again. It's not real brainy. And it sign. undoes a lot of the good work. They took the game up there. And you hear, you hear about Nathan Merritt's doing anti-bullying this at schools and all, you know, with kids yeah. and shit. Meanwhile, Hulk's smashing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Black eye number three. <laughs> Josh Reynolds. <laughs> Josh Reynolds is hit back at claims he played for the match winning penalty of Friday night's NRL win over Manly saying, I'm no diver. However, <laughs> the judiciary were actually looking for ways to penalise him for doing it and then they conceded that they, there was nothing they could do about it. <laughs> so, um, so obviously, you know, there was nothing that could be done about it, but it was funny that the judiciary actually felt they needed to look at it and see what they could apply to it and see if there was anything they could apply to it, um, which just goes to show how, you know, widely uh, how widely considered it is that he, uh, he took a dive. Um, Watmo, he uh, he backed up to his clave uh, saying that uh, he, Reynolds knows, what, knows he did the wrong thing, but um, his teammate, <laughs> incidentally, in the origin side, <laughs> he's talking about, um, but he said he didn't he didn't milk the penalty. Uh, when told what Mo accused him of acrobatics to earn the penalty, he said, so is everyone else, mate. That's just how it is. Obviously, it looked like I jumped, <laughs> but, what the, but Glenn Stewart was trying to sweep my leg. What do I do? Just stand there and take the tackle? <laughs> That's rugby league, isn't it? Actually, <laughs> Actually yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get a quick play of the ball for the boys so we could maybe put a few Sweep the reg, fatty. <laughs> and he's saying he wanted to get a quick play of the ball for the guys, but he the tackle was called held anyway and his momentum had been stopped and he wasn't going to get a foot off. You're a fucking... Uh, and I, just in a week holes of black, in your story, Josh. In, in, in a week of black eyes, this was probably the most damaging to the rugby league. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> But it is funny, you see, like, Ryan Gill has come out and got you know, the entire panel on the footy show just like, you're fucked. <laughs> like, everyone's just going, you're fucked. <laughs> Which is great to see. Um, so, okay, we've had all those black eyes. I've been through all the black eyes. Like, obviously, in, you know, in uh, getting worse each time with uh, Josh Reynolds being worse. The result of all these black eyes in the NRL, punching is banned. <laughs> This one happened not long after last week's show came out, so it's a little bit old news now, but we need to talk about it because, you know, it's the sort of thing that we do. The NRL has announced a strict zero-tolerance policy to punching in the toughest crackdown on foul play in rugby league history. State of Origin coaches Laurie Daly and Mal Meninga will be warned of the no-striking edict and the crackdown will be enforced in all NRL matches from this weekend. Any player caught punching an opponent will be automatically sent to the sin bin for 10 minutes, no matter what the circumstances. They could also face a judiciary charge. The no-punch stance, of course, follows Paul Gallen smashing Nate Miles in the opening State of Origin game back on the 5th of June. Gallen was suspended for one club game, but not Simbin. The incident, obviously, is uh, fantastic and has been um, replayed over and over again. Um, Daniel Anderson, the referee's boss, he spoke to his entire squad um, for... Well, it was actually for last round's games, I would imagine, because it did come in probably Friday, I think. Mm. But... um, saying that it's not only that it's going to be stricter on the players and, you know, they need to enforce it, but if they don't enforce those rules and use a simbin, then they, they risk being dropped as referees. So, um... It's a really, uh, fairly strong stance. Mm-hmm. And he made, the, he made the decision following a meeting with Dave Smith, who was concerned about the game's image as a result of the Gallon-Moles incident. Um, he said that... Anderson said the crackdown's vital for the future of the game and recruitment of young players. We need to make sure our game can recruit young kids, he said. We've got a duty to the community and to the people involved in our sport... There are a lot of swinging voters on our game who could be turned away by certain incidents. The product has to be palatable and accommodate all people who want to be involved in the game. It's the mums and dads who decide if their kids get to play rugby league. We've had the role model argument. Um, 
honestly, as a lover of football, I I go to the football to watch football. So if there's no players punching on, I'm you know if I want to watch people punch on, I watch UFC or boxing. That's right, but that's but that's not to say that if they do punch on. It's not to say it's a bad thing. I mean, of course, it's not the primary attractor for the sport. If it was, you would be looking just at straight combat sport. Personally, didn't have a major drama with the Miles thing, and I've, I've sort of already voiced why. But yeah, we, we spoke about um, it after the origin, anyway. I just, you know, I don't have a massive, massive issue with there being no punching, right? But mm-hmm. you just know that there's something bad is going to be done. And a player is going to instinctively react and plant one on someone, and he's going to give away a penalty. It's going to cost his team the game. That's what's going well, to. He's going to be sinbin. He's going to cost them a try or anything. Could yeah. be anything. Yeah. So, you know, I hope the NRL are prepared for that. And I, I want to see him go through. The video that diminishes reviews. their product as much as anything else. So. You know, diminish the product. It all erupts, and like five guys from each side throw yeah. punches in. Like, yeah, imagine like that brawl. Remember, I can't remember which origin was, but it was, it was in was it one of the ones? It was the one in '95, '96. Was the one where, where Hopper's fighting Danny Moore and mm. fucking you know Joey's fighting um, Jamie Goddard and well, you know yeah. That like imagine that apply it to that, you'd have like probably seven players on each team maybe. Open game, <laughs> open game, <laughs> fucking pretty cool. Touch. That ten minutes would be sensational, but <laughs> um, you know. One player who who welcomes the rule, Michael Ennis, Ben Cray. Well, Ben Cray welcomes it for the you know through the absence of any possibility of being punched. Now, I think guys like Ennis though would thrive because they, can, they their sledging is just going to go through the fucking roof now. Trying to, mm. to and Queensland, I think, is in a real danger. Someone into retaliating. Queensland is in some real danger too because I mean they they're in the position where they've been copping it for two weeks and they and they feel like they probably need to have a get square for the gallon and miles thing and now they can't and yeah. so and, and you know that that's that sort of stuff's going to be coming their way as well you know like you know that i mean if I was oh, miles bl- will be copping i don't know why anyone else would be copping it yeah but you'd give it to you'd give it to all the guys with short fuses like thiday and like you just you just be con- just you'd, every tackle you'd be, I'd, I'd love to see you know, an extra level of micage because i think there'll be some gold standard fucking sledging in this next game trying to play for someone to get sent to the bin. Yeah, it probably does play into the hands of uh, the uh, gold medal sledges. Mm. And, you know, you mentioned Ennis. Um, plays like that. Reynolds. Why do yeah. they play at the Bulldogs? Well, yeah. Oh, Bird, I guess. Yeah, Bird. This is the thing as well. What's, what's Hodges. What, 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 oh, oh, fuck, Justin Hodges. What constitutes a punch? Closed fist? What if you just throw on both? What if, well, what if, what if you like, what if you like Darcy, Darcy Lussick on on Hinchliff, where he's just, where he's just nailing him with bitch slaps? I mean, does that not count? This is like going back to the old Pancrase rules back in the day with Buzz Rudin when they weren't allowed to punch and they had to do open hand strikes, and so he actually took the open hand strikes all the way through with, with the UFC because like he didn't break his knuckles or didn't break his hands or anything, and he could just do as much damage. Interesting theory. I wonder which players are going to test that out. That'd be funny if guys are just like fucking didn't slap him, mate. Didn't pay, you can't penalise me for throwing a punch. <laughs> you I slapped him upside the head. Can you imagine the origin? Like you know, fucking put the like you know, like some ACDC some montage, and it's dudes just fucking slapping yeah. each other full in the face. Glove slap, <laughs> baby glove slap. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe not, maybe not that. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Um, oh shit, I got it. Um, 
you know, all this black eyes and doom and gloom. Let's have a good news story. Jamie Sowers played his last game for St. George Illawarra after being granted an immediate release to join English Super League strugglers, <laughs> the London Broncos. Sowers was axed by Dragons coach Steve Price two weeks ago after he missed the last gasp penalty that would have sent a clash with Canterbury into Golden Point at ANZ he Stadium. That's not why he got sacked because he missed one no, penalty no, no, goal, no, is no, it? No, he, he, was, he was axed after that. But that's funny though because I mean, it does make it sound like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, he then faced the ignominy of playing in the New South Wales Cup for the Illawarra Cutters in the curtain raises to the NRL side's win over Newcastle at Hunter Stadium in round 13. He will join Penrith next year after signing a four-year deal with the Panthers in April, but will head to the UK to take up a short-term contract with the London Broncos, who sit second last on the Super League ladder. The former New South Wales 5'8 replaces Craig Gower at the club after the 35-year-old's recent return to the NRL with Newcastle. After consultation with the coaching staff, the Dragons board determined that the, granting the early release requested by Jamie and his management was in the best interest of both parties, uh, Peter Dow said in a statement. It's fair to say mid-season signings and transfers are not ideal for clubs, players or fans, but that is a system in which we work. This is not how the club or Jamie envisaged things would end, and efforts were made to avoid this circumstance, but both parties agree this is the best outcome. Jamie's made a significant contribution to our club. We thank him for our, his services, and we wish him well for his future. Never so, to be seen again. Yep, his quote was, I would like to thank the Dragons... Until next season when he rocks up for the Windsor Wolves. Yeah, yeah the Wolves. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, who sees that? I mean, you know, occasionally, you know, might see go occasionally. If you happen to be there, it's a curtain raiser. He might enjoy it in that England that much. He might renege on his Panthers deal. Yeah, I wonder what happened Probably there. Probably worth too much money, though. I'd like to thank the Dragons and everyone associated with the club for everything they've done for me throughout my time at the club. Uh, St. George Illawarra is a special club with great people, and I have some great memories to take with me, especially the grand final win in 2010. That made me a fucking rock star. Yeah, that was the beginning of the end, really, wasn't it? Look, I, I don't... I don't see how he wins out of that. He's going to come into a, a system that he, he's unfamiliar with and the club's struggling on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just going to be running around over there. and uh, Yeah, but it's like it's, it's like he's been carving up for the cutters. Same diff, maybe even less level, less standard competition. Maybe. So, so like, he's going to come, he'll be a rock star for three weeks next season until he gets that beat out of him. Yeah. Yeah, well, not yeah. punch. They're not allowed to punch, but make some quick cash. Mm, I guess. Yeah, bit of a bit of a holiday in England, change the surroundings, freshen up. Obviously, there's stuff going on at the Dragons there that we have no idea about. I mean, for it to be that bad to give him a mid-season Steve release. Price, no well, chin, no heart, no soul. He's got a big set of fucking balls, though. I'll give him that. Getting rid of the rock star. Yeah, exactly. So, but I would love to know. Like, I'd love to be a fly on the wall for some of those conversations. Yeah, go ain't it? Yeah, I mean, because it must have been really fucking bad for him to go. Look, you know. This is not going to work. It's not even fucking palatable for us to have you playing for the Cutters. Yeah, like he's got he's got fuck, poison. He's got fuck right off, Jamie. Yeah. Like, and it's not even not even going to send you to Penrith early because fucking even though you know we're down in Wollongong and Pe- Penrith's fucking out in the Blue Mountains, that's not far enough away. You need to fuck right off over the cloud. The cloud might just stretch down here to Wollongong. Overseas is what's going to take, and like you know, France, England, and not just New Zealand. No, all not, the way to fucking England. Exactly. So, he goes over to England. He's playing for London Broncos. Uh, from what I understand, they're a fucking rabble, and he'll fit right in. And England's full of whiny cunts. He'll fit in well. And, finally... <laughs> fuck, you went there. Um, origin teams. Of course, Nathan Merritt was brought into the New South Wales team to replace Blake Ferguson for the aforementioned shenanigans. Bowling ball picky upridge. And um, he's, re- he's received the call, and um, he was under contention... For under consideration for Origin One, and you would know how that went. He didn't get selected, and then South fans were like, "Oh, fucking, you racists!" 
<laughs> well, that was Anthony Monday. Well, really. you, 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 no, but then South fans are like, fuck this shit. No Nathan Mariner side. I'm going to support Queensland. And then they start doing like hash, no South Wales. And guess what? No South Wales did a fucking great job in game one, dominated Queensland. Now, South player in there. If we lose, oh, I'll never fucking forget this. You're a fucking idiot. If we lose this series, if 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 Nathan Merritt, I've got nothing personally against Nathan Merritt. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's up to Origin standard. But if like Greg Inglis, we just licking his fucking lips. He plays on that side of the field anyway. He's like, you mean I don't even have to fucking pass it to Fluffy? I'll just fucking drift out wide and just steamroll that motherfucker. Four tries, maybe three, and a unselfish. He'll get his hat trick up. Unselfish pass back inside to Fluffy after he's trampled Merritt. Wow. Fucking, it's harsh. I can, I can legitimately can I see just it say, going that way. I can see it going that way. You've sat there mm-hmm. and you've cheered for New South Wales when fucktards like Steve Turner, Anthony Quinn, and I'm not gonna stay. Ben Cray, Jamie Soward, players yeah. of that sort of ilk, Michael Ennis, yeah. people like that. What you've you cheered know? them. You've clapped and in your own repugnant way sat there and chortled your way through games and supported those motherfuckers. Poor old Nathan Merritt makes his way into the side after 10 long years in the wilderness and you're writing him off, hasn't even pulled a fucking boot on yet. Well, it's there's a disgrace. Of, there's a couple you of, are a disgrace. You call of, me, no, you call me a state in... trader. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Okay. I support every single player that puts on that jersey. New South Wales jersey. And of course not, because you're a state trader. You're now, a fucking idiot. Now let's go, let's go, now let's go back and, and address your points. A, there's never been any question of me supporting the side. I'm not a South supporter or a state trader like yourself. I'm going to support the side exactly the same as I support the side in, gray, in, in, in the first already, round, the first game. You're already writing Nathan Merritt's origin career and I, and I'm before not he's write, played a second. I'm, I'm not writing him off. I'm merely expressing concerns about his ability to step up for the big he show. He's called the opposition to score three tries four. plus, f- sorry, four tries four. as a direct result of Nathan Merritt's inability to tackle. Now, I figure that he'll get two because he's a great finisher. So that leaves the rest of the majestic fucking squad of which they are mighty heroes. Including Josh Reynolds, who you just lambasted not he'll five be, minutes ago. Okay, not all of them, because he'll be sitting on the bench anyway. I'm sure he fucking peeled some delicious oranges from him last time and it gave him the, the sustenance they needed. And what about when home? he fucking does that exact same move, move and gets a penalty for New South Wales and you win the game? What do you do then? <laughs> oh, Josh Reynolds, you're a god. Game oh, or, chortle, chortle, chortle. Game, Shut up, you ga- dickhead. Game or series? Shut up. If Sorry? it wins a series, God. Yeah. Because if it, it wins a game, God. Chortle, chortle, chortle. Yeah, and then like, the, and then, then two days later, you'll strap on the fucking Canterbury jersey and you'll be a cunt again. That's what State of Origin's about. Right. That's what it's about. I'm not a state trader. I'll support the players that play for, or a South supporter. Well, I want to hear you support them, mate. I want to hear you support Nathan Merritt and say what a fucking great thing it is that he's got his chance. When he if runs some out of the these field, other nufties apparently Origin plays, why isn't he? Well, this Jamie is- Soward. People want to talk about Nathan Merritt being a liability in defence. And Jamie Soward pulled on that exact same fucking jersey. And guess what? Jamie fucking Soward. And guess what? Guess what? Give me a break. You can raise your voice all you like, but the fact remains that... I'm stating ben, facts. Ben, ben Cray, Ennis, Jamie Soward... I said exactly the same fucking thing about them every... Kirk Gidley, my my position on players has been fucking consistent since day one. But when they run out in the field, I shall support them because they are fucking... Uh, Until mighty, the post-game review where you lambasted them again and chortled your way through their demise. Only if they do fucking shit stuff. Like, for example, 
Robbie Farah, I've got no reason to support that guy on a day-to-day basis. But he fucking got on the origin side. God. Fucking legend. I love him. He was my favourite player for that 80 minutes. Mate, until he, he fucked every... up and cost him some series at the end. He, and I'll call him on that too. Week, mate. He does that every week. Makes 60 tackles and puts on fucking tries and just... He loses, a, he loses a State of Origin series every week, does he? Well, that's a fucking feet and a half, isn't it? Is that, see, this is what I'm talking about. You are a fucking pathetic supporter. You want to have a go at other people and the way they support the, their teams. That there's, they a difference, su- there's a difference between me, me the, the way I support my team and, and the, the, way I use your, the way I use your players against you for trolling purposes. There's you're, a big fucking difference there. You're a disgrace, there. sir. And, um, and, and people smarter than you realise that. Nathan Merritt, I salute you. Good on you. So, I hope he has a blinder. I hope he has I a blinder too. I hope he gets know, four tries. I hope he gets, you know, two points. And, and Robbie Farrow gets the three points in a, in, a, in a side that's been, you know, humbled. Well, that's not going to happen. Old country way. That's not going to happen. You know, I hope that they play that well in a losing if they do, fucking... If, if they do, the game will be won. Brutally defeated side. If they do, the game will be won. So it's impossible. What you're saying is impossible. No, it's not impossible at all. It's fucking very, very, very unlikely for the best two players on the field to be in the losing side. Well, Robbie Farrow's got the first fucking title wrapped up already because he's Robbie Farrow. If his face even lets him fucking play again. He's healed like Wolverine, motherfucker. (laughs) Well, as long as he hasn't healed like fucking Chris Lawrence, we'll be all right. (laughs) Otherwise, he'll never fucking play again at this rate. Um, so yeah, it's a great it's a great thing for Merritt to get in. Um, I think you know South fans. I bet you they're going to be all over fucking New South Wales nuts now. Not welcome. I mean that no South Wales. I mean seriously, you're going to state trader over a selection or a non-selection of a player. The fuck out of here with that shit, you idiots. Um, now what else? Was Quite I going frankly, to say? you want to know why I support at Queensland? Was that too no many South players? No, no selection <laughs> of Trevor Cogger. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually not really what happened. <laughs> At all. If it did, though, if that was the way it happened, I'd have slightly more respect. <laughs> slightly. Just a little bit. Um, but um, the thing is, and people like when, when Merritt wouldn't get in, and you know, before that, Mundine, Blacklock, it's all race. It's The reason they didn't get in is because it's racism. And I think what we've seen today is that that has been reinforced. It is racism. Because there's a perfectly good fucking Mexican winger waiting in the wings, <laughs> waiting to dominate and staff in New South Wales, who didn't get his fucking chance. And Jorge Tafua, I, 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 just, I just don't know, I don't know what to say who to you, mate. Who comes from where? Bankstown. <laughs> <laughs> which is just the outside of Acapulco. He's, 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 he's Mexican-Polynesian, I'll have you fucking know. <laughs> fucking idiot. But yeah, um, uh, I, I, hope he, I hope he gets four or five tries, because that would be a fucking fairy tale story for him. Um and you know, I think you know, I think you'll probably go okay. You're trolling aside. I think you'll go all right. And um, yeah, that's the end of that. But we haven't actually been through um, the actual teams themselves because only just came out, obviously. Um, so Queensland, Queensland, a bit of controversy there. Well, it's not controversy, more like hypocrisy. Queensland's big thing is like we all fucking we we pick and stick. You know, we don't fucking ditch players and blah blah blah. Unless oh, it's injury or necessity. Fuck. Well, guess what? Josh Papali makes his entry into the side at the expense of Shiloh the Pillow. We have... Um, it's called Shiloh the Pillow for a fucking reason. Didn't stop me fucking selecting him previously. And for Australia, for that matter. And uh, then, we <laughs> also lose... catch of Australia. What the fuck do you expect? Uh, yeah, fair enough. Signed Adam yeah. Blair. Okay. 600 grand a year. I can see that Idiot. point. I can see that point. Um, and also, we see one of the greatest players ever to lace up a boot, Daly Cherry Evans, making his debut... He's probably going to... I'd say before kickoff, they're going to probably swap Cooper Cronk out and put uh, Cherry Evans as a starting halfback and use Cooper Cronk as a sub. But um, magnificent player, a god of the game, future immortal. And um, 
he's in a side at the expense of I just want to play football, Ashley Harrison. <laughs> Guess what, Ashley? You don't get to play football. You're out. <laughs> you can play football for the Titans. <laughs> have you ever told that story? I'm sure I have. Shall I tell it again? Yeah. Okay. Because otherwise people aren't going to get that. Okay. The reason, the, the, reason, the, reason, the reason why the story is, I just want to play football, Ashley Harrison, is um, many years ago, a uh, company my wife worked for um, that was a sponsor of the Broncos and uh, they were a school um, that basically did like uh, diploma level courses um, at, up at Griffith University and uh, then on the completion of the diploma the students could then go straight into second year uni- university at Griffith like in business and stuff like that and it was mostly like for international students but they were a sponsor of the Broncos so they had four places every year that they would allocate scholarships to Broncos players. One of these players was Ben Iken, um didn't do very well but another one Actually, didn't do very well. He didn't. He, no, I don't even think he turned. I don't even know if he completed it. Um, and and another one who definitely didn't complete it, Ashley Harrison. And my wife, being the financial controller of the company, one of her duties was that um, if students were like non-attending and stuff like that, especially scholarship students, they had to get hauled, you know, hauled in front of her to basically, you know, please explain what they were doing. And when she was like, you know, because she's such a lover of football, she would have been super lenient. <laughs> she was totally not, you know, she she wouldn't have known who who he was because I mean, at the time he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a player. I'm not sure he'd even cracked first grade yet. But um, yeah, and and when hauled before her to explain himself as to why his attendance was so poor. His response was, I just want to play football. Ashley Harrison, there you go. That was, and actually tied to that, tied to the, when she was working there, in in exchange for their sponsorship or partially in exchange for whatever, they had like, you know, box seats at, um, this is back when the Broncos were playing out of um, QE2 and they had box seats out there and so we'd get them every now and then and um, one time we went there and there was a guy sitting in her seat there was three, our seats were fine uh, the three three other seats were fine and there was one seat that was taken with this guy who was sitting on the aisle seat talking to the guy across the aisle from him and you know deep in discussion and she's just come up rude as anything she's just like you know not she didn't say get the fuck out of my seat but she's like you know, you know you're in my seat and guy gets up and turns around and he's all meek and like fucking like backs off Gordon Tallis <laughs> Surprised he didn't pull a shirt over her head and punch three stages of piss out of her. He would have, but unfortunately he was all image and no reality. Right. That dude, he fucking... I, you know, there's only one time in my life I've seen someone backpedal faster than he did, and that was Ben Cray in that origin. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's the story of Otis Boo Football, who's uh, not going to be playing football next Wednesday night. Uh, New South Wales side. Well, no, I should... 18th man, Martin Kennedy. Fringe first grader. Yeah. Now he's going to be a fringe reserve origin player. Whoever's built the hype around Martin Kennedy has done a fucking good job. Oh, thank Mr. You. and Mrs. Kennedy, probably. I've seen the mole as well on the on, on Twitter. You know, from he's Rugby a big League. fan. He's fucking, he's always talking about it. He's bang up for it. I think what? he might play um, touch footy with Molly, does he? Oh, well, that, that would it. explain it if that was the case. Maybe yeah. he loves him. Heads yeah. down to Coogee and plays a bit of touch footy yeah. with Molly. And that could be it too. He's in. Yep, yep. Um, otherwise, I mean, there's very few changes. Um, Chris McQueen comes into the starting side. Um, that's about it, isn't it? I mean, two two players out, two players in. Yeah. No injuries really to speak of. I mean, hardly, like, yeah. you know, hardly not picking and sticking. Well, really, I mean, the it? fact that they've they've actually ditched two players who weren't injured. They weren't. In, let's make it clear: these weren't injury, injury substitutions. Very poor. So it's um. It's very poor performance, and you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, but you know, stations, it's, it's against the, it's against the pick and stick thing. I mean, it was this Queensland went faced with fucking humiliating defeat. They really fucking just throw. They go into a bit of panic, don't they? <laughs> haven't seen like, it in years. Not even going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> New South Wales side. Josh Dugan comes in, uh, obviously, uh, due to the injury uh, suffered by Jared Hayne. Brett Morris 
Michael Jennings, Josh Morris retain their positions. Blake Ferguson obviously fuckwitted himself out of the side. Nathan Merritt comes in there. Maloney and Pierce in the halves. Paul Gallen, Robbie Farris. So Robbie Farris is going to be 100 percent right. Of course, his fractured yeah. face. He could have played last night. Why did he? Tigers, do, Tigers doctor held him back. No commitment. Probably the difference between winning and losing. Uh, Aaron Woods. Just I'll stop you there, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Luke Lewis, Ryan Hoffman, Greg Bird, and the bench for Fita, Merrin, Reynolds, Watmo, as it was in game one. So, Aaron Woods, eh? Well, I mean, well overdue, quite frankly. Um, Someone tweeted us through the week and said, yeah, I, I don't remember the exact wording. It was basically about you jizzing in your pants over Adam, about Aaron Woods in the side. So, please, in your pants, not this way. He's, I mean, Aaron Woods... Not only is he, is he the future of the prop forward position, is is the here and now of the prop forward position. Um, the statistics he puts up every week can't be argued with. Um, you know, is is the cornerstone of of the franchise for the, the next probably ten years or so. And um, you know, he'll probably play Origin three games a year and make the Test side, if not for the World Cup, then next year. And uh, you know, statues etc. down the track. Of quite frankly. It, it, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he gets the one point in a you know a disastrously beaten side. So you're saying that New South Wales are <laughs> going to get three two one, with uh, with it being spread somehow between Farrah Woods and uh, and um, Merritt. Look, mate, Queensland have been that good for so long that they probably don't make as big an impression on the people selecting those those numbers. You know, <laughs> making those calls, they're just oh, well, Greg Inglis was brilliant. He's always brilliant. Cooper Cronk was awesome. Controlled the game from start to finish. But he does it every week. What do you make of McQueen being on the starting side? Um, not a lot. He's for there me. for a bit of versatility, I guess. And he's he's very strong, very yeah. very strong. Um, I mean, they were busted. Like, I don't mind him as a player. I don't, I don't like his selection of tattoos, specifically on his neck. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think he's a good player. You got a you're a rugby league player. Your window of opportunity in the game is short. He needs to plan for the future, and obviously he wants to work at JBs. So you can't argue with that. Some guys go to university. Some start their own businesses. Some he's setting the bar tattoos, fairly so. low. Yeah. So you'll but the low bar See, always give him a job at JBs. You say that, then I went to JB, and that's exactly what I expected to find. Yeah. The person that served me was a very attractive blonde female with zero neck tattoos. And then I bet you she had a massive chest piece on under that shirt, though. I, I would have gladly offered to f- have found out, but I didn't. And <laughs> and um, one of the other people that she consulted was a five foot tall man who was as fucking wide as he was tall. He was like a little cube. <laughs> and um, he was a bespectacled uh, little fellow and and quite the nerdy little fucking. Well, geek. they do need zero they... neck tattoos. No, they do. Either. They do need the nerds in there though too. They do that. That is that is an element of them as well. Because someone's got to keep on your tattoo guys. They're not going to know anything about anything unless you what ask them. What are they there for? I don't know. To look straight. Image. Image. Exactly. Yeah, give the place cred. Give, make, yeah, it hit, give. make it happen. <laughs> exactly. Wow. What a fucking tangent. Um, uh, I like the New South Wales side. Uh, if Josh Dugan can carry on his club form over the last you know three weeks or however long it's been to Origin. Fucking sweet. If he flips it up. Mate, I think he's. If I think he starts I, playing like he has off the field, I think this would have given him a fucking this whole thing with Ferguson. Just the fact that he was there to kind of you know in the proximity of it, maybe even witnessed it. I think that's going to give him the biggest scare. I reckon because he's unlike Blake Ferguson. I disagree. Blake I don't Ferg- think he's that smart. I don't know if he's that smart either. But 
you know, these people have animal instincts as well about avoiding stuff as well when they're trapped. And he's experienced what it's like. He's been kicked out of the comp. You know, he's had a couple of months to think about it. Where Ferguson had like a week, what was it, two weeks maybe? Yeah. And it was like, don't do it again. And then he came back and was a superstar and was all forgotten immediately. But Dugan's the one that has, has had to live with, you know, proper consequences. You know, not for not for very long, mind you, a couple of months at most. But he has had to deal with proper consequences. So, I mean, I think for him... It might, it might straighten him up a little bit, and if, I don't. I mean, if his standard of play continues, then fucking he's he killing more, He offers more than Jared Hayne does, actually. He's current form. So uh, I think New South Wales are actually a stronger side than they were, especially with Woods in there over Tamau. Because Tamau, even if he hadn't been a drunken driver, he was still the weakest link in the entire side in the first game as well. As far yeah, as yeah, he, he game started ordinary and got worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you get Aaron Woods in there. The New South Wales side's you know conceivably much better, and um, I see the the margin being a lot bigger and fucking going to destroy destroy Queensland on their home turf and really just emphatically uh, kick off that the you know their their domination period with a one in a row recaps Friday night football, the mighty manly Moringa Seagulls, 30, defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, 24, except for the pink cunts that fucked with the result and made it Canterbury, 32, manly, 30. So, the scorers, dogs, Josh Morris got a try, Ben Barber got a couple, Frank Pritchard, Josh Reynolds tries as well, Hodgkinson, 5 from 5, and a penalty, manly. Tries to Jorge Tofua, Justin Hodges, Justin Hodges, Justin Horro. Daly Cherry Evans got a double, and Steve Matai, of course, got his customary try, legend that he is. Jamie Lyon, five from five, in a perfect night with the boot, and pretty much all of them were touchline conversions too, I'll have you know, Glenn. And it didn't get him a win. The bit of team over 80 minutes won this game. Justice was served. Um, bullshit. You know, there was a fucking lot of carry-on and bullshit about this game. Rightly so. I, actually, I, I don't think it's going too far to say that it was, it's actually the herald of the death of rugby league as a sport. That's real talk, motherfucker, right there. Well, mate, as I said last week... Next year, Manly, next year kids will be playing soccer. Manly is, you know, we're fucking pensioners that are well past it. It's a retirement home for, you know, players to be pensioned off shortly before they go to uh, palliative care. <laughs> These old motherfuckers are out there trotting around for Manly. They they gave it a good crack. I don't know whether they popped some Viagra. That had you know that had Mate. radox bath before the game. They were pepped up. This, you know, they you came know, home with a wet sail. You know what? I think this, they couldn't get the job done, mate. This game highlighted, I think, a big danger for for the dogs, and that um, I think teams have figured them out, and uh, I don't think they're going to be able to go on the run they did last year because. They've teams got, like, have figured them out. They've got a fucking and still couldn't beat them. They've got a fucking. They've got well, you know, the referee fucking cost them oh, eight points. Oh, refs fault. That's yeah, right. it, this there. Yeah, I will unashamedly say it was refs fault. And you know what? The Twitter comments that we've got here. Funny. Of the, of elected. It's the refs fault every week. No, no. This is this is the fucking refs fault. And now, and I've actually got um, a number of comments. I've actually tried to, to make a conscious decision not to put any manly supporter tweets in here either. Just tweets from other people's side, other, other supporters. Well, just manly's to, not, you know, just to, just to actually manly fans are cunts, but they don't have a monopoly on cunts. But what they do have is a monopoly on people who hate them and would sink the boot in at any opportunity. And the fact that other other supporters of other clubs are going, wow, yeah, you guys actually got fucked. That for me is an absolute provable point. But now back to what I was saying is with the dogs, 
they've got obviously, you know, a, a monstrous pack, you know, big fucking units. And I think what we're going to see going forward is that they they got found out in the last half of this game, last 20 minutes especially. Um, big guys getting attacked by smaller guys with footwork like Bureau and Cherry Evans, they were just carving them up at will at the end. Um, apart from the first 18 minutes, Canterbury weren't the better side of the game. I mean, they raced out to what was it, 18 nil uh, in the first 18 minutes or 20 minutes? Something like that. Uh, yep. After uh, after that, they didn't have a lot to offer. They had one try that was put, fucking planted 10 centimeters before the try line and then bounced forward. And then they, I think and, exaggerated. And then that, they had another try that was actually you know decent ball movement. It was a horrible lapse in defense, but it was decent ball movement and a deserved try. But the other one was a fucking full width of a ball short of the line. And in, will probably go down as one of the greatest refereeing errors ever because Shane Hayne was literally camped right next to it, and fuck it, the replays just showed what. Clearly, a joke having is. a better view of it than than the, the TV cameras. I, I think just on the Reynolds one, it was, it's clearly gamesmanship from him. He's 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 probably had a go, um, and you know it's no different to some of the shit that goes on with any team. Mainly, no different. To anyone, they'll try it on. They'll push the envelope and try and milk penalties um, through the ruck. You know, hand on the ball, strips, all the rest of it. Um, the fact that in a, in a situation of the game like that in Golden Point, Glenn Stewart felt the need to put the hand between the legs and raise his legs up in that position was was fucking stupid. And ill-disciplined. It, and stopped, then, it, stopped, his and mo- it then, stopped his momentum dead to start with. And then, after the penalty was given, was going to be a, a lot tougher kick for Hodkinson, who's not a renowned long kicker. And then the back-chatting, again, ill-disciplined. And once again, it wasn't back-chatting either. 10 metres. He's quest- which basically put it well within kicking range and this is how you know that the game was fixed. Now... In ex- almost, you go back. You Yet go ba- another fixed game. You go back through gold. Yet yeah, another you fixed can fucking, game. You can say that shit, but you go back through fucking extra time games, and you'd give me a statistic readout of penalties given in fucking golden point extra time. You want me to come out with that off yeah. the top of my head? Yeah, I, I fucking do. You should have come prepared. If you're going to talk shit. No, no, I talk shit with zero preparation. Exactly, exactly. You know what? Doesn't happen. It's fact. How many? You know how many times? And, and you know how many times in a game when someone, not the captain. The player comes up to question a decision from the referee, and they're just like, "Fuck off, piss off, mate." You don't know what was said. This, if fucking, it was dissent, he should have been marched ten meters. Referees, it happens, it happens every week. Referees get marched you, for dissent. What, what you're doing is showing that you only watched the highlights of this game, didn't actually watch it. I watched this game. I stayed up and I watched it. What are you talking about? Because I saw the, because, the bullshit because, carry on because the during the other game whilst I was on Twitter. Because the referees, the referees are fucking are fucking mic'd up, and you can hear exactly what was said. So what was said? He said he basically said, "What is fucking? What the fuck is that for?" Which they is not, swore at the referee, got marched. No, and this is the thing. Zero and, tolerance policy, every, Nathan. It's been, yeah, it's been zero, well zero, documented. It's been well documented. It happens every fucking time in a game. Every time a penalty is given, ever, the player involved in the penalty always says what? And every time the referee's just like, not talking to you, fuck off. Or something of that nature. I don't think the ref says fuck off. Mate. Well, I said of something of that fucking nature, you dumb cunt. Now, listen. <laughs> I'm getting fucking fired up now. I don't care. <laughs> because, it has zero effect what on me. Yeah, because what you're doing, you're just you're trial, you're actually you're just trolling. That's all you're doing. I mean, you're just trolling. No, and I'm not saying. And I understand what you're doing. No, you don't understand what I'm doing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just, not actually accepting anyone else's argument. Why? That's because there is no other. Any time there is a lifting in the tackle, 
There wasn't lifting. He fucking there wasn't pa- lifting. He didn't put his hand between his legs no, and no, lift he didn't. his leg up no, he at grabbed, right angles to his body. No, he, he, didn't gra- see that. he grabbed his leg. He didn't put his hand between his leg. He had hold of his leg. He didn't fucking put his hand between his legs. He had hold of his leg, which stopped his momentum dead. Right. And then the ref called held, and then fucking idiot jumped. Right. So if the ref caught, so there's absolutely fucking no, there's no doubt about the sequence of events because you can once again, it's very clear to hear the fucking ref called held, and they're just standing there not doing anything, and so then he fucking clearly bends his leg, springboards up, and there you go, and got the penalty and got his team a win. Yeah, exactly. And if a manly player did exactly the same thing, you'd be lauding him and calling him Jesus. I fucking doubt it because I don't think I've ever seen it happen before ever. So Manly have always never ever milked a penalty in the history of their no, club ever. No, never. Oh, Not to my knowledge. God, never. Now who's trolling? Never. Fucking please. Never. Oh, never, God. never seen it happen. I've seen valiant warriors trying to get to their feet to fucking <laughs> play the ball for their side. No, I like this stuff. I like this stuff. Yeah, I'm, I like, I'm, you come I'm up seen, with off the cuff. Yeah, it's good. I see valiant warriors trying to get to their feet to fucking you know play the ball and just keep the ball in play because you know what they want to do. <laughs> There's like valiant there's, there's fifteen there's 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 fifteen to thirty five thousand depending on where they're playing. There's ten to thirty five thousand people there watching that game. Millions at home on TV. Two million people if it's a Friday night game watching it on TV. And they've got to fucking put on a show. The rugby league has to keep being played. They don't want fucking guys laying on top of guys and stopping them from playing the ball and stopping the fucking sparkling rugby league to which they fucking want to see. I love it. I so love they, it. so they, it's magnificent. They get tackled. They expect to get tackled. It's part of the game of rugby league getting tackled, of course. So they get tackled to the ground. And the first thing on their mind is, I've got to get up and play this ball, keep the ball in play, keep the fans entertained, keep rugby league, the sport. Alive. alive, keep it alive, Nathan. Exactly, they're breathing exactly. life into rugby league, manly. Exactly, exactly. This is not manly. This is this is every player's. This goes through every player's fucking mind. <laughs> not just manly players. Probably more so through manly players because they've got that added responsibility. Because they're the valiant league. warriors, Nathan. Yeah, but not only that, they saved rugby league. To, you know, by defeating Super League single handedly. <laughs> so I mean, there's a heavy burden. You know, the, the crown. The crown weighs heavy on the head of the kings. Yes. So, yes. So so that's their fucking. That, that's their, that's their burden. And I mean, they didn't ask for it. But they're not complaining about having that burden either. They just get on with it. Like How fucking... many losses in a row is this now for Manly? Is that three in a row? No. They beat Canberra and then they had a bye. And then they lost the Warriors. Are you sure? Yeah. You know what? You read Twitter from dumb fucking people. And no, so no, what no. You do... I was just asking. No, no. Because you're, you're questioning me saying, are you sure? Because there's a statistic. People going, oh, that's the third straight game they lost. That's the third straight home game. I clearly remember before the bye, I think it was round... When was their bye? Round 12? So it was around 11 the game was? I clearly remember beating Canberra at Brookvale Oval, so fucking both people are wrong who say that shit. Both people. <laughs> well, both types of people who say that are wrong. And I just wonder, the people get so fucking tired Team's up. on the slide. They're too old. They're a bunch of pensioners. You're trying to make excuses for them. You won't face the reality, Nathan. They're not a bunch of young... You know, hip happening hipsters running around on a football field revolutionising the game such as the West Tigers are. And you're jealous of it and you're trying to make excuses for your fucking team that's too old and is, is clearly on the slide. And I, I'm sorry for you, mate. I'm sorry that you can't see the reality. No, that's true, mate. Then the West Tigers are much higher on the ladder than us and Manly aren't in the top four. Because nice. you know what? At the end of the day, that's the beautiful thing about it. Manly's in the top four. See, my wife just give you a dirty look then for raising your voice and waking the baby up. That, was, you're as that shit, wasn't me. You're as a shit human as fucking Josh Reynolds is. I mean, you've just proved it. Now, <laughs> mainly at the end of the day, they go, oh, you know, two-point loss. It was over some bullshit. Fucking 
got a buy next week. We'll take those two points. I mean, you know, not every team can take take the buy. Unless for the ref takes it, takes well, a win off them. This is the thing. You just never know how the that buy, might play out. The boys never pose a threat to us, unlike some people in this room. Sides. <laughs> so you know, they'll they'll just take the two points. They'll go in there with a workmanlike attitude, beat the buy forty nil, and then they'll come back next week refreshed, rejuvenated, and. Uh, Still in the top four, and which is more. Than, Are which they is, playing at Brookvale? Which is, They're shaky at Brookvale which is, lately. Which is more than can be said for fucking twelve other sides in the competition at the moment. Twitter, Erebus Chaos. I don't know who he goes for. I don't know if he's. I think is he maybe Broncos. I think he's Broncos from his past tweets, if I can remember correctly. Those pajama pants don't conceal your boners. Just saying. Now, biggest fucking crock of shit ever. Reynolds fucking jumped. They didn't flip him. Chapo, the creator. He's a Doggies fan, and I will preface the people. I'll point people out who they go for. The better team won tonight, and the Hash Dogs of War returned tonight. Hash, proud to be a Bulldog. Hash, manly in decline. And, and what say you about the uh, the spitting on the players? I think that's fucking disgraceful. And I think that people should do it. Should be. I, I don't know. I don't know if like you know life bans. I've often wondered, and if anyone can actually, if anyone works in like ground security or something, can actually fucking illuminate me on this. Someone gets a life ban from a ground, or say someone gets a life ban from all NRL matches, which I think is probably more. The how do you enforce case. that? Yeah, that's, I'd love to know how does how is that enforced? People who actually know this, do they have like a like a do not and enter list of faces, really? and they got it? Like you look at the look, you look at it, and you go, okay, if I see that guy, I'm not going to let him in. I mean, it just to me, it sounds unenforceable, but I'm really interested to know. I people. love giving it to people, specifically you, but giving it to people in general. But really. If your team lost a game, regardless of decisions or, or whatever, are you really? Do you really feel compelled to get to a point where you want to spit on someone? Oh, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm just not a fan. I'm of, a fairly passionate. I'm not fan a fan of, of spitting. Team, I'm not a fan of spitting just anyway. Any, you know, I don't really find myself spitting anyway. I've seen in, you spit in your hand life. heaps of times. In, well, yeah, well, you haven't. I mean, you've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> from somewhere behind, but um. Yeah, I just, I just think it's, it's, just, it's fucking disgusting, and um, and like there's a couple of things that they're having. There. I, like, oh, but I'll, how do you get to that mindset? What do you think? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I hate this person so much that I'm going to spit. Like, on. I'm not a lot. I mean, yeah, you know, I'd be, you know, jump the fence and and you know, throw one. I mean, I was. I was this, you know, you can't see. I was this close to doing it at the Gold Coast game where Chechen gave that penalty against fucking um, against Matt Orford. Don't get it. I was, I, I wanted to beat the shit out of Chechen, and I still do. I've fucking never got over it. That's one of the games like this that, that have been so fucked up with the referees. That I'm not going to over it. Has filled a little void in these pathetic fuckheads' lives that they feel the need that they're just going to go and spit. I mean, people. I would imagine that like being drunk as a as a motherfucker. I mean, I, I would like to think in a, in a perfect world that there's no one who's a fan of football. Who stone cold stone cold sober would think to spit on a fucking player, no matter who they are or who they play for. That's that's what I'd like to think in a in a perfect world. But you know, there's in every walk of life you come across, there's always fucking filthy cunts. Yes, that just that you know, you just you, you look and you go fucking, oh, and you just shake your head and you think, I just I just don't understand how that person is as loose as they fucking are and go through life being so fucking loose. I mean, that ha- that happens. I mean, I'm not going to discount that. It's funny though. I mean, like knowing a lot of people that were sort of in the vicinity of when that happened. What the way it happened was the security. Let me guess how this will play out. The, no, I didn't hear you guess how this will play out. What happened is the security. I mean, apparently it was inadequate security, but security could see the play. The the fans were just giving it to Barber, 
And um, so he's he's sort of heading towards the tunnel, and then he's come back and stood there toe to toe and saying like fucking come at me and like all this sort of shit. And the security are like trying to move him on, and he's like coming back and fighting the security, not fighting the security, but resisting the security to take him back the thing. So I think you know he's off, and he is a real fucking he is a lair. I mean we've seen that he's got that in him, and I just think that you know there's absolutely no excuse for fucking spinning spinning and shit. But there's also you know, you probably should be more sensitive to the situation of like the context of the game that's just happened and the the way the game ended as well and not fucking pour petrol on it for the same token. I think that, you know, there is a... I mean, no one should get spat on, you know. Still, even you don't know what was said. I mean, if it was, you know, who knows what was said that caused him to retaliate like that. You never know. Who's, uh, yeah, I mean, who said... If it was anything, I don't know. That's yeah, exactly right. I mean, I, th- I think no matter what, I think that he probably should have been, you know, for his own fucking safety... <laughs> Get, get the fuck out of there anyway especially if they say that you know the security was as um you know as not minimal but like as uh, insufficient as they say it was but I'm just, yeah I'm just over the whole manly and the dogs thing it's yeah just, me too it's too old yeah get it's only two it's only two cats. years old but yeah it's only two years old but I'm fucking over it too I'm not over it but I'm over the fucking thing I'm over the, I'm over the fact that there's a thing and uh, I'm over fucking dogs fans you know not all of them but yeah an element of dogs fans as well let's just say uh, blue underscore beaver new dog act low by Josh Reynolds he actually tweeted directly to Josh Reynolds actually jumping and rolling while held the simulated lifting tackle hash speechless GT351 underscore Johns I don't think he likes me much anymore it has to be said better team did win tonight was an ugly win dogs did well considering penalty count lack of ball or field position well done and it's funny, and, and he does, and he can't understand the fact that as the, as his team slowed down and got found out by smaller, faster players, he can't understand that like you know the holding down in the tackles and all that sort of stuff to try and you know regather their line doesn't come with fucking. He penalties. has his opinion, you have yours. <laughs> yeah, his opinion is fucking retarded too. And, <laughs> and can, there lies the problem. And mate. I can say, and I can say that with massive confidence because he doesn't have a forum on which to fucking say it. <laughs> Get one if you want one, bitch. TBI Penguin. Sack the refs, sack the touchies, sack the video refs, sack your fucking selves, useless pieces of shit at NRL. <laughs> Hash ruining rugby league. Wow. <laughs> Three card magic trick. So sweet beating Manly at the so-called Brookvale Fortress, even sweeter having an ex-Manly player clinch the win. And I, I like Andrew, so I'm not going to say anything to him. <laughs> <laughs> he's always, he's always, you know, win or lose, he's always like, you know, just a fan of footy. You know, he doesn't Gracious, too much. much like myself. <laughs> CA photo 10. Terrible refereeing tonight. That last decision was the icing on top. To all Manly fans, I can say is, eat a box of cocks. <laughs> he started off so well. And uh, he had another one then said, someone tell Manly to write a check for 10K now. I'm tipping two. He's about to go ape shit. And I actually watched the press conference live waiting to see what would happen. And um, Tuvi did a, a masterful fucking job. And Jamie Lyon as well. You could see him there just like fuming. And like Tuvi just had this... It was like he just wanted to fucking kill everybody in the room, but he kept it together very well. And he just sort of and the, and the journalists were just like harping on him all over. So you know, what did you think about that? That no try. What did you, what was going through your mind? And they're just like going, he, he, he's sticking their finger in his arm, and he didn't he didn't succumb to it. So Thankfully, good. he wasn't smart enough to uh, to see what they were trying to do and didn't retaliate. Uh, he's, yeah, he was. It was very. It was actually. It was very well done. I was actually impressed with him. I wanted to see fireworks, but afterwards I was like, "Yeah, I got. I got to respect. You played that very well." Um, at gotta love Keefe. From a Tigers fan to MWSE fans, lose seven in a row, and then you'll have something to whinge about. Exactly. <laughs> Hash don't carry on. Yeah, we'll get to you. Don't worry about that. On a blood buzz. 
I'll seriously consider joining the ranks of the despicable state traders if I see Reynolds in blue. I don't condone that at all. At Garbs1985, Titans fan. Just saw the end of the Manly Dogs game. What a fucking load of shit. Hash Jumpgate. Jumpgate. CA Photo 10. Once again, prolific tweeter. Steve Matai. With the ball, the dude is harder to put down than an old brown Labrador. Tiger underscore Benji. Manly got prick teased into a game they were never in, then had it taken as they're about to seal the deal. We've all been there. Well, he probably has. Well, yeah, I was going to say, not, not, you know, who's this wee white man? Um, Freak09. I usually run with hash fuck Manly, but out of sympathy for last night's debacle, I'll give him a reprieve this week. Hash fuck the refs. And he's a Broncos troll to the end. Yes. Uh, Cruzy06. Reynolds been watching Miami studying LeBron and D-Wade style from all reports by Manly fans. Hash flop city. <laughs> <laughs> and of course I, th- I think that was for someone else's benefit that tweet <laughs> I suspect so <laughs> um, where are we um, also this is a you know I pity Queenslanders who had to watch this live with no method of escape <laughs> North Queensland Cowboys 22 defeat St George Illawarra Dragons 16 in front of a miserable crowd of under 10,000 people barely over 9 actually for that matter uh, Cowboys tries came to Antonio Winterstein Clint Greenshields Kane Linnett Brent Tate and 3 from 4 conversions to Thurston Dragons, their 16, came from uh, Brett Morris try, Michael Wayman try, and Ben Cray try, Josh Dugan, two from three. Go. I just don't think the Dragons are going to be able to rely on luck, which was pretty much all the Morris try could be put down to. Um, and the Wayman try, for that matter. <laughs> fucking barge, you know, barge through nothing. Yeah. Um, and then Josh Dugan's brilliance to get them the wins they need um, to, to really make much noise this season. I don't think they're... Um, you know, there's probably only one team that's going to run from the back of the field and, and make the eight and, and probably take out the comp. And we all know that's the West Tigers, so I don't think the Dragons got that in them. West Tigers aren't going to go above 11th. You know this for a fact. <sighs> we'll get to the reasons why. I've got 32 reasons why later on in this report. <laughs> <laughs> um, JT, yet again, track his club to victory. Um, there was a lot of pressure on the on the Cowboys. Um, the... the media was starting to get their knives out for, for Neil Henry and, and JT just from start to finish just kicked well, ran well, knew when to knew when to go himself. Um, his passing game was impeccable. Just fucking, you know, it's those sorts of games where you just go, that's right, that's how good that guy is. <laughs> um, you know, we didn't see it in Origin 1. Um, and there's been a lot of games for the Cowboys where he's been very well contained this season, but um, it was a bit of a breakout one, and, and time will tell whether it was, you know, this is a sign of things to come or whether it was a flash in the pan. Um, he definitely needs more support, I think, from mm. the guys around him. He's got a talented squad there, but they need to get to his sort of level week in, week out for them to be the the side and, and the force that, that everyone expects them to be this season, and they've sort of come up short for, for the most part. I don't know that this performance turns the Cowboys' season around as such. We probably need to judge them again in, in a few more weeks to judge see Judge them the proper side. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, they've um, been losing and barely scraping past Gronks for, you know, for months. But it's, it's amazing how just the inclusion of Dugan has, has made them the Dragons a different side. Yeah. Um, you know, just his, his influence and his touches, and he's probably not... Um, he has a different role there than what he really had at the Raiders, but um, you can see when he's not involved in the play, the Dragons sort of um, lapse back into that 
second man play out the back yeah. and, and trying to, you know, get the forwards runner back in at angles through the ruck um, close to their line, which is, is fairly ineffective and has been all season. So um, that puts a lot of pressure on Dugan to um, to be that guy every week now for a club that he's only been at for less than two months, so, mm-hmm. or less than six weeks even. So tough tough gig for him. And uh, this, this game was not well received on Twitter. Uh, we didn't get very many comments at all. And um, to be honest, people through it were just like, you know, calling it one of the, one of the poorer games of the year. Mm. Uh, firstly, though, we have from uh, Fanatic Eel. Louis is on report. He should get 272 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, nah, maybe. What a woeful game of footy. And he's a St. George supporter. Yeah. So I mean, he was actually yeah, kind of had to watch it, I guess. It's funny, um, just on Louis, yep. like... The amount of players that are like, yeah, brah, see you, brah, let's yeah. catch up, brah. I don't understand. I, yeah, I, I don't I, get that. I don't get I, mean, I get like, the inner sanctum thing, but and, some things are good. You've got to draw a line through people. I saw, saw Joel Thompson tweet um, uh, Ferguson tonight before we started recording the show, and he was like, you know, you know you're, you're dumb, but, you know, you know, you're my brother always, you know, always support you and everything like that. Mm. And that's fine. This is a guy that's up on charges. It's about to, you know, he's going to have to answer for these charges at some point in the near future. Mm. And then it's going to come out what happened and whether he did it or not. But when you, a situation with a guy that's like, A, no question about what he did. Mm. B, the actual thing that he did as well. I mean, it's not like he just fucking punched a guy at a pub or something. No. I just don't, I just don't fucking get it. I mean, you know, if 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 you if you went home and, and smacked up your wife, you know, I guess it'd be, you know, am I still friends with you or not? I guess that's the kind of question. Yeah, that's exactly it. It would sort of, it would certainly change things from my perspective um, if you were to do that. And yeah, quite frankly, yeah. I think Simone would punch piss out of you anyway. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just some things are unforgivable. Exactly. And I don't care how many games of footy you play together, and it's not like these guys are lifelong friends. That's yeah. right. I mean, they only been thrown together, haven't they? Yeah. Like a, you know, what six months a year ago, mm. not even a year ago. Yep. Cruzy zero six. Ha- well, just just on yep. that, like, if there was a domestic dispute here, yeah. You know, I don't know how the show would go. Could I still come for dinner? I suppose. Who would be cooking, but? Oh, well, yeah. I guess it depends. Who you know the. Yeah. See, this is shit we need to clarify. Exactly. I mean, and like, and I don't even. These want, are the big decisions that need to be made. I don't even want to think about what happened if there's a domestic thing at your house, because I know that one week we'd record the show, then you know the domestic thing had happened, and then you know, no. the next week I'd be attending your funeral because you'd been murdered in your sleep. That's right. <laughs> and but it'd be close. She is a vengeful god. It'd, it'd, it'd be a close <laughs> casket too. There wouldn't be much left to fucking nah, look at. You wouldn't exactly. want. You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to make that the last thought of uh, of old fucking uh, Blakely. Mum, where's Dad? <laughs> He's not coming back. So. <laughs> Cruzy 6 The Dragons have now switched to Pro Soured after that loss. Hash rehash the cat. Boo-boo. Yeah, Wrong. I don't think so. At Karim Karan. Notice the great halves always play like they have all the time in the world. Is that why, <laughs> Fe- is that why Fiend's always so rushed? <laughs> that guy's good. He's quality. And he was actually, he was he was off the hook, uh, you know, this weekend, on Friday night. Um, I mean, you know, he's a Manly supporter, so I, I, I tried to disqualify, you know, as many Manly supporters as I could from commenting on the Friday night game because I didn't want it to be Manly supporters saying rest fight. I don't want it to be other team supporters, but yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was going off. Um, next, we have uh, the Raiders. 24 defeated the Penrith Panthers 12 down there at that cold ass Canberra. And uh, the Canberra 24 points came from tries to uh, Blake Ferguson, Reese Robinson, Josh McCrone, Paul Vaughan. Four from four conversions to Croker. Panthers, they had a double to David Simmons. Uh, one conversion went to Luke Walsh, one to Matt Moylan. 
Ferguson ignored Pender's refusal of entry into the earring goal and snuck in the back door for a try to start the scoring. I think that was pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Set the tone for his weekend too. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, it just it, everything he does is, I mean like I, I've never really rated him but I mean the last two months he has done some really good things and including in Origin and it just you just think fuck just what a fucking shame like, <laughs> what is shame such a talented why, man is such a fucking douchebag such a fuckwit <laughs> Honestly, you put so much. I mean, like human body is like you know, it's 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 a it's a size it is. You know, there's, there's variations on it, but human, you know, grown human bodies are all similar sort of size. So, you think you'd have like a lot of talent packed into that shell, or a lot of something else, a lot of intelligence or something mm. like that? How the 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 genetic feat that they managed to pack like a full human worth of talent. And then also ten humans worth of fuckwit into the one you know shell. It's amazing. It's it's just just on a, a biological level. It's fucking it's it's impressive. It breaks the genetic code. It does. Paul Vaughan, the fuck did he come from? <laughs> Wherever you came from, he ran very hard and very fast out of there. I can yeah, I I, I can only assume that you know in in eight weeks time he's going to get fucking blind drunk and asshole out of the side. That's <laughs> exactly my point. The Raiders keep falling and these young guns, they just come from nowhere. How long before he commits an off-field atrocity? <laughs> um, the Winter Fortress strikes again for the Raiders. Um, might just be the key to them making a bit of a run at the back end of the season and ultimately being left um, disappointed by the West Tigers making the eight in their place. But, um, you know... They they're trying hard. They've they've got an ace up their sleeve at the moment with the way the conditions are down there. So the more home games they have at the moment, the better. Um, and they're playing some good footy. Yeah. You know they've got a young side um, that's that sort of made the finals um, fairly recently, and then you know so they've got that little bit of experience. This as well is a Canberra as thing once again. Canberra they're, they're on a little bit of a run, and this, they do it every year, and it's mm. just. And it, it it must it's 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 impressive to start with because they they're going well, but also for fans, I mean, they do one of these every year and fill them with such hope that they're going to go on with it. Yeah, but I've see my team has made a uh, a run at the back end of a season once and went all the way through and won the comp. And next year when they were going really 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 shit all the way up until about the time the previous season where they made that run, everyone's like, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> we've got this. That happened in two thousand nine as well. We've got this, <laughs> and then that went on for four years, and we we haven't got it. Until you, until you no, stop. No, we don't have it. Until they stop We're trying. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing it again. Yeah, that, 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 that was a thing that time, but like, yeah. now it's closer to 10 years ago than not. Yeah, it's not herpes. It just doesn't keep just coming back. <laughs> so, no, good win from the Raiders. Um, I think Penrith were a little bit disappointing um, considering some of their recent results. Um, but obviously the loss of the Tigers took the wind out of their sails and they'll never be the same side again. <laughs> Mr. Bowles, Penrith fan, who I assume actually made the trek down there because he's tweeted, Canberra Stadium is a cold shithole, ash asshole of the nation. Motherfucker lives in Lithgow. Uh, yeah, which is, what once again, you cold, a cold shithole yeah. when you come from Lithgow. You know how I know about Lithgow? My sister, sister lives, there. lives there. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking cold shithole. Yeah. All I know about Lithgow is your sister lives there and and then they've got some soccer clubs. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them's called Workies. You could be a fucking mayor. Yeah. Uh, Neil Rook, this is a buddy of mine who, uh, he's actually a, a writer for some MMA sites, uh, does good stuff. Um, Neil Rook 01 on Twitter and he's actually in Canberra. All home games next year for Canberra Raiders, please. And at night because it's cold. Thanks. <laughs> Nismo Raiders. And further up the ladder, we sneak. And then he's got a bunch of hashtags, which I'm going to go through here. He's got, he sent it to at Raiders Canberra. Then he's got hash 
Raiders, which is like R A one D three R S. Yeah, Raiders. Because everyone name. wants to get a thirteen into their name mm. for this year. Uh, at us, then hash uh, TWI League and hash Twill Nation. So um, he, I, I assume he's he, all over it. Loves I, it. He'd, he'd be a beast on Instagram, <laughs> given the way that he fucking hashtags the hell out of everything. Um, okay, next, the Sharkies thirty-two defeated the Parramatta Eels fourteen. Front of crowd about eleven thousand. Uh, Sharkies, their points came through tries. A double to Jeff Robson, Paul Gallen, John Morris, Nathan Stapleton got tries as well. Todd Carney five from five and a penalty. Defeated the Eels fourteen points. Tries to Ken Seo, Braden Williams, William, uh, Chris Sandow two from two conversions and one penalty goal from one attempt. If Job- Jeff Robson gets a double and John Morris scores a try. You know your season's done, and sadly, I think that's the case for Para. Um, How demoralising, honestly, would it be to see Jeff Robson bracket to close bracket? Yeah. Uh, just, just mystifying. Is that the only two tries he's ever scored in his life? Oh, this pundit says yes. I, I think so. I think you keep expecting me to rattle off stat- status- oh, he's statistics, probably, rather. He's probably scored one or other, and then some Cronulla fans are going to go, oh, he's fucking scored 50 tries, you dumb cunts. Yeah. All right. He's great. Yeah. How many premierships did that win you? <laughs> it's such the default, eh? It's, no wonder they're all they so need, angry. They need to get that money. Sharkies fans. They, I mean, as long as it doesn't happen against Manly, I'm all for, I'm all for the Sharkies to win a title because just to, to have that monkey on your back, it must be fucking, it just must be terribly demoralising. I think Ricky Stewart's ballsy move um, to name and shame the players that probably aren't going to be there next year and, and the rest that are teetering on the brink. I think it's, as I said, it's ballsy, and and I think it was probably justified. But the reverse or the flip side of it, rather, is is that it's probably killed off their spirit. Yeah, and to be to, to be fair, I don't think that he intended it to be a, a you know some kind of um you know for them to retaliate and fire up and play amazingly to prove him wrong. I think he fully would have expected them, you know, like at least a percentage of them to drop their bundle and play like shit. Mm. I think he he legitimately believes that those players aren't going to contribute anything to the club going forward and uh, and had to get rid of them, you know, regardless, you know, whatever the cost to the 2013 yeah, to season. season. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just wonder that the Parramatta board's notorious for being impatient. You know, for all that he's doing, and you can see that he's got a bit of a vision there, rightly or wrongly, mm-hmm. whether you agree with it or not, whether the board's going to have the patience to wait around for it. You know, if they don't show success in the first sort of eight to ten rounds next year, he's going to be arsehole out of there. I was just, I, I, yeah, this would have been done in consultation with the board, and I'd imagine he would have put some sort of... Oh, they always support him 100%, mate, and then all of a sudden yeah, they're not there anymore. Yeah, I mean, can you, can you remember a time when a coach has come in halfway through the first season of his tenure and said, okay, these guys are all fucking gone. Putting a line through these and these guys are here some maybes. Uh, the rest of you, you're safe for now, mm. but I'm going to clean this place out and then we're going to buy some new guys in. It doesn't, I mean, on such a large scale, I don't recall. I mean, there's always, you know, players coming Not and going. Not to this level. Yeah. And, and like, and in the middle of the season, just going flat out, mm. you lot are gone. Irredeemably. There's, you know... There is no coming back from this. Pack your bags to England or fuck off and find a real job because you're not playing Paramount next year. Yeah, I wonder how many of them are going to end up at the Tigers. Probably 10 to 12 of the 12 players. <laughs> Probably 13 of the 12 players named. <laughs> yeah, the ones that, yeah, that, haven't, that haven't shit off Ricky yet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I think Gallon was, again, inspirational. Um, obviously missed the last game, but um, following on from his, his origin form and... Um, my only concern for the Sharkies, if 
you know, if they are to make the finals, how, you know, Gallon can't just keep doing this for every team he plays for. But he, he plays can. F- that's the thing. He know. might only play for another year, but he'll do it. Yeah, he? that's exactly it. It's <laughs> shortening his lifespan is what it's doing. Yeah, it's not even, it's not even about his career. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, some, at some point, you know, not all that long after he's retired, we're going to hear a sad tale about how Paul Gallon passed away because of exhaustion. Just like a horse load, you know, like a, like a draft horse or something yeah. just dropped dead. Are you talking about horse loads now? I said a draft horse. I said, where did I get a horse load? I thought he said just like a horse load. Oh, hang on a sec. Where did we get there? If, if, I said, if I said it, it was a, it was a you know, a, a slip of the tongue or something, what would I be talking about horse loads? Oh, I don't know, Nathan. The that's the question I posed to you, my friend. <laughs> How does it, how does that come off the top of your head? I mean, What's I said, going I, said I mean, I, I, mean I, said, I, I, I said a draft horse. I mean, you know, you know what that is, right? I don't mean like, like a pub with like you know, like horse jizz on, <laughs> on tap, tap or something. Oh, wow, that sounds spectacular. <laughs> really went there. This episode's gone some places. Yes, some deep dark places. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing, nothing, nothing we haven't even just... covered the Tigers game yet. <laughs> Oh God! Hey, welcome, new listeners. This is what it's all about. Aren't you glad you clicked the subscribe? <laughs> we'll lose 150 likes. <laughs> so, anyway, back to it. You got anything else to say about the game itself? I mean, I thought it was inspirational. Parramatta looked like they actually were going to be okay. You know, they came out in the in the first half. They managed yeah. to lead their way into half time and thought, "Oh, what's going on here?" But that was the end of it. And then they got smashed with about what was it, 26 points yeah. to nil in the second half. So. CO Photo 10, as always, comes to the party. He said, Memo Paraleagues, warm up the overhead projector. Ricky's got some additions to the dump dozen. <laughs> Hash greatest thinker. Ben Dunn, 43. Is it class as a comeback if you're only down eight against Parramatta? Not really. <laughs> and uh, his brother, Drew underscore Nathan, five. Paralet Jeff Robson scored two tries. Fuck me, next you'll think he's a first grade player. And uh, Luke Shark, 74. Bo's best game of the year, even with the touch of the Matai's. Injured every tackle. Hash up, up, Cronulla. Hash Tigers in decline. How right. You, you're a prophet, Luke Meekins. How did you know that the Tigers have been in decline? <laughs> um, South Sydney Rabbitohs, 30. Defeated the Gold Coast Titans, 24. Up at Barlow Park in Cairns. Uh, in front of just over 16,000 people. And I think that was probably until Monday night it was the biggest crowd of the round. Uh, so good job, Cairns people. Um, the the points. Uh, Rabbits said tries came to Greg Inglis, Isaac Luke, Dylan Walker, Roy Asatasi, and Ben Teo. Uh, five from five conversions. Good weekend for goal kicking, actually. I mean, I'm reading out a lot of these, you know, four from four, five from fives. Um, goal Coast Titans. Two from two for Benji. Yeah, he didn't give himself a lot of opportunities, did he? Nine from nine, nine, he was on the field nine, when he was kicking goals. Nine from nine missed tackles. <laughs> uh, Gold Coast Titans 24. They had tries to uh, get it to Gordon. They got it to Gordon. Albert Kelly got Gordon. a double and William Zillman Caesar four from four. Pretty entertaining game, I thought. First half was fantastic, I thought. It was a treat for the, the Cairns faithful. And as you said, they, they turned out in force, which was it was good to see. Um, really good initiative. They did a lot of work in the community up there as well. And, um, you know, save the George Burgess Bit of road work. atrocity. <laughs> Bit of car detailing. <laughs> Bit of panel beating. <laughs> Saves for George Burgess opening his, his own impromptu panel beating shop. <laughs> it was probably good, a good thing for the NRL. Well, he, he, opened to, uh, his own, he opened his own wrecking, wrecking yard <laughs> just on the side of the road. No real premises, no address to speak of. <laughs> Wreck it, George. Um, Albert Kelly really coming into his own for the Titans. 
I managed to knock that thing over every week. Who'd you knock over? Khaleesi again? Chick with the tiny feet. Oh, and you've knocked over fucking Drogo and, uh, and Arya. Well, they're clearly dead. Um, oh, I can't do it. I can't even stand him back up. How's Fuck. that? Um, Albert Kelly's really coming into his own. And I think that's as a result of his, his confidence starting to match his skill level. Uh, always been a very skillful kid. Um, carved up in the 20s for power. And, and he's sort of trod a pretty... Uh, his career path looks a bit like Bugs Bunny's map to Albuquerque, but um, he's certainly playing with a lot of confidence at the moment, and his footwork's good, his kicking game's good, he's, he's supporting, you know, every time there's a break, mate, he's the first kid there, or yep. first person there, rather, to um, in support, and it's good to see him, he's turned his career around, he's had the opportunity up there at the Titans, and um, he's certainly making the most of it. Um Another young half which I was very impressed with yet again is Adam Reynolds. Um, really steered the way for the Bunnies. Um, the confidence of his teammates around him, um, they just... He has a really calming influence on the way he steers them around, his kicking game. Um, he plays well beyond his years. Very, very impressive. Um, and eventually I think he was probably the biggest difference and got the got the Rabbitohs home in the end. And... Um, Again, he's he just progresses every week. It's very impressive to watch. Now the uh, the people and you know what the beautiful thing about this game was. I think this was the one game, maybe two of the round, that didn't have something refereeing mm. involved in it, where people were like you know fans of one or both clubs were just like, oh, that's bullshit. So it was actually refreshing to see a game that you know it was you know people had no complaints and it was you know, kind of decided on the field and everyone went away happy with the you know standard for shouting. Um Hammers. Sam Burgess is the Ben Pomeroy of South Sydney. That's just ridiculous. Fucking come on, son. <laughs> Mup 23, who I think is probably singly responsible for Albert Kelly's form. I think he's like a personal cheerleader. Can you imagine? You're just looking on Twitter, look your name up on Twitter, and someone's just like, on, this guy's the greatest player of all time. This guy's fucking greatest player in the English family. <laughs> this guy, you know, you'd be like, fucking yeah. Michael Jordan is I the Albert Kelly it. of basketball. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can fucking do this, man. I can get out there and do it. I wasn't feeling that great about this game, but I can do this. He's like, you know, I'm going to meet that guy one day. And he's then he like, meets him, he's like, these are sort of fucking degenerates that support me. <laughs> Fuck he's this, like, I'm going back on the drink. He's like, he, he put hash real talk on it too, so it must be true. It must be real. It must be real. He wouldn't say it was real if it wasn't real. Why would he talk this stuff if it wasn't real talk? If Like, if it was shit talk, he put hash shit talk, right? Yeah. If he put real talk, hash real talk, must be real. If you put shit talk, you put at MUP23. <laughs> you he doesn't know that. He sent a tweet. I don't actually have his first tweet here to, tonight, but he, he said um, it was something like, you know, you know, I'm going to keep, you know, basically keep gargling his nuts. And, you know, then he had like hash, you know, greatest of all time. So then he came back up as the game got on. At the end of the game, I said, I left myself open with my Kelly tweets for him to drop the equaliser. Do your worst. You can't hurt me more than this result does. Oh, we're not going to do that to you, Mup. What do you think this is? See if you haven't got enough problems. Have a look in a fucking mirror. At Hammers. 20 minutes of park footy cost the Titans. Still top effort. Uh, Shane Aaron Elvis. Another great match. South were good for the win, but we rode our luck. Titans were good and got a few soft penalties. Fair assessment. Mup 23. If we could hold the ball, we would have won three times over. Rabelos did enough to win. No hash ref's fault here. Good to hear. Hash real talk. Real talk. He didn't actually... I don't think he did give us the real talk this time. Uh, Cruzy 06. The Rabelos showed why the Titans are still top eight pretenders, even though South played at half paced. And this is a brilliant hashtag that I love to death. Hash, fold, coast. 
<laughs> that's like that. That that's got the that, like you know. If I was Cyril Connell looking at that young hashtag running about on the park, I'm like that's that. You ha- want to take it in? You want to nurture it? That could be the next Darren Lockyer. That hashtag. That could be the next Tigers in decline. I was going to say, there it is. Uh, well, you missed the boat first time well, around, well, but you got it in the end. Well, well yeah, Ty, Tigers in decline is the fucking you know, our leader, the power of Tyson of hashtags. <laughs> Now, um, uh, Ben Dunn, 43. That first half was some of the best footy this year. Then halftime happened and became Drop City. Moving on. Melbourne Storm, 16. Edged the Newcastle Knights, 14. Down there at Amy in Melbourne. Uh, Storm tries to Maurice Blair, Sissa Waka and Billy Slater. Cameron Smith, two from three under conversions. The Knights, they had a uh, double to Joey Leilua. Conversions, two from two, Tyron Roberts, and he got a penalty. Couple of good tries for Joey Leilua. Played like the real Joey. Yeah, I mean this Joey. Le- I don't know where he's come from. This Joey Leilua character. This, this is his young debut time. Yeah, this, I mean he's just you know, it's only what, probably about his third or fourth game of his career. He's sensational. And his rookie is carving up. If he played um, since round one, he might have even been rookie of the year. I hope contender. he, um, you know, hope he keeps a level head on his shoulders. Doesn't get carried away. Yep. You know, when the media comes calling, wants all you know, starts getting all the attention as a result of this great play. Yep. And you know, start doing silly things. Let's hope he hasn't got that in his game. Let's keep a smartphone out of his hands, for example. Because <laughs> you know, people would be known to be taking pictures of their girlfriends and sending it around. Exactly right. Yeah, let's hope his mates say no. Can't we don't want to see naked yeah. pictures of your girlfriend, mate. Yeah, don't, Give fall him yourself. In, don't fall into that trap. Like this other bloke we used to have. Yeah. He had a remarkably similar name. <laughs> Looked the same, but, you know... I mean, you guys could basically be fucking identical twins. Yeah, but I mean, there's no way you know. How, I mean, you know, there's no way you know that, that you, young Joey Leilua, could be uh, BJ Leilua. I mean, there's nothing similar about that. Not even remotely close. Say, what did the BJ stand for on that grub? <laughs> what did the B stand for? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I oh, know we know we went through this back. I mean, you know, there was, the BJ jokes wrote themselves back in the day. But I'm, yeah, I, clearly, I've, but I've forgotten. Obviously, the J was Joey, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what the first one was. And I don't feel like looking it up either. Let's no, not. Let's just not go there. Let's not. I think the Knights put in one of their best efforts of the season. They led for a lot of the match. And, and you know, there was some tit-for-tat sort of try-scoring in this game. Um, ultimately, they were a little bit outclassed. But, um, you know, Bennett's been calling for a better effort recently, given some of their performances. And I, I think he got the effort that he was looking for, if not the result. Um just shows that the Storm come back to the pack a little bit without Cooper Cronk, who was rested for this game. Um, Gareth Widdop couldn't get it done. Rested little... fairly late too, actually. Sorry? I mean, rested mm. fairly late for the, to the chagrin of punters and stuff. I think Gareth Widdop um, might have sent a, a shutter through Dragons fans. Yeah. Quite to get it done. Well, we've said we've, we've said that, we've said this, and we're not the only guys that have said this as well. That Gareth Withers had the benefit of being, you know, part of you know the pretty much the Queensland and Australian spine. And do you know, for for all that's been written and said about Adam Blair, has has Brett White really carved it up since he went to Canberra? Well, he was he was he was injured for a while, so I mean, he got injured in his first season there, but yeah. You know, there's been a a few stories. Would you say would you are, say that he was actually a a guy carving it up? At the Storm either. I thought he was just, he was just a solid contributor. He was to representative level player. Well, he played Origin. Heavyweight champion. That was sensational. One of my <laughs> favourite moments to... ever. But as a player, it's you know, he's, he was an average contributor, I thought. Probably the Bellamy factor got him in the side. That was in the Yeah, area, wasn't I suspect it? Yeah. you're probably right. Um, no, look, I mean, I don't do that come the end of the season, Melbourne's going to look upon this game and say it was, you know, one that really um, 
gave any great indication of where they were at. But um, you know, those sorts of games, some some nights you just gotta yep. get in there, dig in, and 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 try and grind out a win. And and there's probably not many teams better at it than Mel- at doing that than Melbourne. Okay. So, uh, Ben Dunn, 43. It's fitting that the Storm are wearing their Heritage jersey for Gower's return. It's probably just to make him feel comfortable. <laughs> and then he follows it up with another tweet where he says, were there even 40-20s when Gower last played NRL? <laughs> I know we still had $2 notes and leaded petrol. <laughs> and Mup came, it's funny, Mup came in with an almost identical tweet at almost the exact same time. And he said, luckily the Storm are wearing their Heritage jersey so the Knights retirement home doesn't get confused. We got, uh, they were probably sitting on each other's laps. And like you, you and you want to troll me about Manly, but I mean, holy shit! I don't troll. Nice... Mate. I don't know what you're talking about. I speak facts, Nathan. You, you, you troll. You, you're, you're all about the troll talk. Hash troll talk. And um, let me tell you, Newcastle have got to be the oldest bunch of fucking rickety matlocks that you've ever fucking seen in <laughs> <a> football field. <laughs> it's like the fucking Rockford Files out there. It's like Barnaby Jones all up in this bitch. <laughs> Cameron Smith Drew, Drew underscore Nathan 5 Cameron Smith will be the leading quarterback in the NRL once Queensland sook that passing backwards is too unfair <laughs> hash passing back in decline Big Dan 1985 another week another close loss Knights need to play for 80 fucking minutes not 30 no more Jekyll and Hyde crap and he was actually taken to task by a Newcastle supporter for that tweet he was being a shit fan and all but, um, Dan. but he's big Dan. He's been uh, involved as a listener of this show since, you know, if not day one, mm. within the first month. Because I know, I mean, I remember he was he was a listener around the time of the Melbourne Storm thing, which was you know pretty certainly within the first ten episodes. So yeah. he goes way back. So he's staunch for the Knights. Uh, Tall Hayden said, "Riles and Gower in the same game. They can probably talk to each other about dinosaurs and wearing onions on your belt." <laughs> As was the custom at the time. <laughs> so, oh, you actually, you got a reference. There you go. Fuck. Proudy, man. High five. Um, CJ Dixon. Just going to say what everyone else is thinking. Greg is the best footballer in the English family. <laughs> I want to put that in. That was wrong fucking place. Yeah, whatever. That was a, that was a, a direct dig at Mup anyway, so... Uh... I got it, though. Yeah. Even though it didn't relate to this game because yeah. you copied and pasted yeah, it copied into and pasted the wrong list. wrong list. Oh, well. It happens. Editing in decline. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand Warriors 23. Defeated the Sydney Roosters 12. Boil over. Shit crowd at Sydney Football Stadium as usual. Roosters, uh, no, let's go New Zealand. Their 23 points came from tries to Elijah Taylor. Lamape, who I had in my fucking super coach side, and then I made some quick bucks on him and pissed him off again. Fishiahi and the Beast, Manu Vatavai. Uh, Sean Johnson got himself a field goal. Mateo, two from four conversions. And uh, Sean Johnson grabbed himself a penalty goal. Warriors blasted out of the blocks. Um, and were playing very well. Roosters are a little bit shell-shocked. Um, and you, you could see that their effort was there. Um, and I think nothing sort of illustrated that better than in Sean Johnson's effort to track Jennings down. Jennings picked up a loose ball. Um, and you'd normally... That was one him. of those moments. Yeah, you'd normally back... No one to run Jennings down. Jennings is supposed to be one of these guys that's, you know, like open space, shut the gate. You know, well, like I heard one of the fast- Gus a couple of weeks ago saying, you know, gen- the general consensus is that Jennings is the fastest guy in rugby league. Yeah, I don't believe well, that. in the NRL. Yeah, I don't believe that for a second, though. Really? Who's faster? Sean Johnson, maybe. Well, Sean Johnson, for one. Um, I didn't realise it was that quick. Yeah, quite- I know how fast Jennings is, and if he's running down like that. 
it's just one of those. I mean, you know, it's Roosters Warriors moments. It's like fucking, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's like the grand final. You know, with uh, what's his face, um, Todd. You know, Todd racing down the the thing and yeah, and, and yeah. Sattler. Well, that was, was Pen- Penrith. Sorry, Penrith and no, Penrith and Warriors. I was thinking Warriors played for a few clubs. He never yeah. Yeah, crossed the ditch. He did. Play, he did play for a few, didn't he? No, but he actually, yeah, he did career actually did it. He did it on the ended the Tigers. He did it on the, yeah. So, yeah. So it was just one of those. It was a great moment. And, and, and it was funny, like, you're watching it and, like, you just see Twitter going, like, you know, almost in unison, like, fuck, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe you called him, I can't believe I called him. So mm. it was a big moment in the game, obviously, and, you know, inspirational moment in the game. I think um, Sonny Bill returned to form in this game. There was a lot of um, good charges and he's passing selection was very good I think sometimes he might push the mm. the f- flare yep. a little bit too much yep. um, push the miraculous ball but he was fairly selective in this game and, and it, it showed he, he was very impressive not quite enough to get the Roosters a result but um, impressive nonetheless no and it was it was, it was funny I mean like to illustrate that the Warriors are, you know are slowly becoming the real deal you know and living up to their potential you know they raced out to that lead I think it was uh, I think it was 10 nil lead they, they, they raced out to and then um the Roosters pegged it back like in no time for, like you know it was 10-0 for quite a while and then right before half time I mean the Roosters scored two tries you know it's, almost back to back and took a 12-10 lead and almost like a demoralising it's hard to know, believe that it was only a few weeks ago they had 60 months, points yeah, went on yeah exactly yeah. it was a real turning point for them actually to get that flog I mean I'm sure they didn't enjoy it at the time but no. I mean they might look back on that and say wow that really you know did something to you us know, that you know, it's, got it's, us where we need to be similar to what's happened with the Tigers you know Tigers had 50 points put on and haven't looked back since and um, you know, the Warriors are doing a similar thing. Um, just on Big Manu, um, ran, must have been, it was a good 70 metre run. Yep. Um, again, showed good pace. I knew he was quick, but he's deceptive. Cover defenders like that at his size is very impressive. Um, but you saw him after he scored the try stretching out his hammies. He's had notoriously. Injury had prone, yeah. Bad hammies. I just wonder if him and Justin Hodges are from, from the same flimsy hammy tribe. Because, <laughs> fuck me, if every time, you know, Hodges is out every other week with a hamstring. Yeah. and Sometimes he's out, out, he's out twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Manu, I must admit, this season not so much, but in recent times, his, uh, his hammies have been like fucking rice paper. Yeah. I don't know, um, I don't know what that is, if it's a gene- genetic thing for Manu, he's an enormous man. There's only so much hamstring you can put in there, I guess. I suppose. I, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a medical professional. Despite, well, I'm not God. Despite what you think. You know, I'm not create a create hamstrings. I'm not, I'm not a medical professional, so I can't really give it like a, a, an accurate assessment. I, but, I, but yeah, the motherfucker's injury prone. Is I'm that a doctor of love, Nathan. Okay. I'm a doctor of love. I don't know much about hamstrings. <laughs> so, let's go to the... Uh, Twitter. Well, first, let's say, you know, good on your Warriors for turning it around. Nice Absolutely. job. Nice job, guys. Um, yeah, well, coach, Matt, Matthew Elliott. Uh, super coach. Or, you know, or, they really. do, or, or, or they're doing it despite the coach. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Freak09. Two dads should try two hands. Oh, he didn't God. have a happy game. Oh, man. And didn't he get fucking hammered? Hammered, I tells you. Universally. Okay. Uh, Beerboy182. Are Sean Kenny Dow and Ben Pomeroy the same person? Can't wait to see them play each other. Dumb and dumber. Hash feet for hands. <laughs> and yeah, this is Roosters fans. And actually, yeah, most people didn't take away the the Warriors. You know, great game Warriors or anything like that. It was all 
Sean Kennedy Dale's fucked. <laughs> That's pretty much the takeaway. Footy facts 37. Looks like the Roosters didn't cook the Warriors any eggs. Hash the muss. Shunter 86. Even after tonight's efforts, Cronulla would still be better off with SKD than they are with Pomeroy. Hash yep. center of crapulence. Uh, CA photo 10. Out T-Rexing T-Rex. Out blaring Adam Blair. Well done, Sean Kenny Dudd. We have a new clubhouse leader in NRL Oxygen Thieves. And, um, buddy, Mikey Ceviche. He's just come onto the show recently in the last couple of, uh, in the last couple of weeks, I think, over there in France. And he said, uh, and, and, he's, and he's, he basically took issue with us immediately for our treatment of the Warriors on this show, mm. uh, being that he's from New Zealand. And uh, he, he tweeted us and said, uh, the Warriors are winning you homos. <laughs> Hash, you cunts in decline. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much the standard that I'm going to expect from him week in, week out <laughs> from this point on. Um, at Shane Aaron Elvis, fuck the Roosters and their hot and cold supporters. Glory, glory to the Warriors. South, thank you. And that's... Something you talk about is like South and East. I mean, their social media representatives for the various clubs have really pushed it as well. Yeah. But like, there's there's like a white hot thing between like you know Manly and the Storm and Manly and the Dogs, but just the fucking ongoing niggle between South and East. Oh, these little bitches they don't even care about like games that aren't even involved. You know, like exactly. involving each other. There's there's on it the whole time. And like I'm not I'm not singling out South people. This I've seen East people East people do exactly the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Like and yeah, with the LOL at South and yeah, you know, all that sort of thing as well. I mean, yeah, that's they really, heavy, really heavily each other. And and then you know, it's not help when the, the clubs do like a you know there's going to be a, a game between them that love to hate and all that sort of shit. And you're like, you know, man. It's lucky they're so soft. Like both sets of supporters and teams are so soft. Like you know, there's nothing can explode. There's not going to be any incidents because I mean, you know, <laughs> they'll you know just pull out their handbags and just start swinging them at each other. <laughs> oh, I love it when you take that fucking dulcet, inflammatory tone. We could you, you and I could simulate a riot between South and East fans. Fucking, I just give you a bag of marshmallows. You stand over there. I'll have a bag of marshmallows and we'll just throw them at each other. That's that's about that's about it. That's about the size of it. And then we, we bring out the heavy artillery, we get the feathers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And finally, the time has come. The Brisbane Broncos. The spoon-contendering Brisbane Broncos, 32, defeated the spoon-likely-holders, likely West come Tigers, 12. 21,000 people on a cold winter's night in Brisbane. Brisbane scored tries too. If you've got half an hour to listen to this list, <laughs> Matt Matt Gillett, Scott Prince, Jack Reed, Josh Hoffman with the double, and Justin Hodges. Scott Prince three from six. Obviously stood far too close to Benji in the warm-ups for this game, and he got a penalty goal as well. The Tigers twelve points. Tries to Hot Sauce James Tedesco. Tries to Susudio. <laughs> <laughs> and two from two from Benji Marshall. Fancy that fancy that his kicking performance would be the best thing about this game for the West Tigers. Go. Explain yourself. Oh, it's a completely inept performance from the Tigers. Never really looked interested after the first few minutes when Tedesco scored. Um, Adam Blair, after some promising performances the last couple of games, um, was fucking nowhere. I remember seeing him have a bit of a run late in the second half and I noticed him because his his jersey was still like neon. <laughs> it was literally his you could jersey have, could have been seen from space. You could have put it back on a coat hanger 
<laughs> and sold it, it reta- at, a, at, a, at a retail as new. Yeah. And no one would have said shit. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. The Broncos aren't that good a side, and I know that that's going to create a little bit of vitriol coming my way, but... Glenn, the- I don't want to give you any vitriol. I want to agree with you. I think the Broncos are a fucking atrocious football side and pretty much have no right being in the 2013 and NRL competition. I, th- <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> the thing that gets me is that we've been going so well with the kids. Um, you know, the, that Penrith game, I thought we really turned a corner and, and it was off the back of the performance of the kids. Oh, Glenn, um, Glenn, Glenn. Blake Ashford has been injured. Before he got injured, was playing definitely the worst football of his career. Do you remember, do you remember like, 20, was it 2010 Blake Ashford? Yeah. Even 2011 Blake Ashford? 2010 was, yeah. He was like a fucking player. He is, he's a shadow of his former self. Joel fucking ready. Like, he's better than Blake Ashford now. Yeah, and he's possibly the worst player in the team. Just, I get it. Yeah. And look, Benji Marshall, he had nine missed tackles. From nine attempts. <laughs> probably. I don't know. I don't know the statistics he in front missed, of me. Probably. He missed the tackle on Gillett for that try. And then it was it was nice to see the old firm of Prince and Marshall combining for a try. Fortunately, <laughs> they play for fucking different teams now. And Prince ran at Benji Marshall, swatted him away like a fucking fly. Prince is 47 years of age. Yeah. And and dived over untouched. If he's rewarded for a multi-million dollar extension after his past few past few months of football, um, if not season and a half of football, mate, you the Tigers are fucking kidding themselves. You wouldn't pay him to put fucking sauce on the pies at Leichhardt, would you? <laughs> I mean, he's the, he is that I useless. Love, I love Benji, and I told him last night. I told him that I loved him. Did he hear? I yelled out. He didn't acknowledge me by you know waving and saying I love you too, Glenn. He'd only acknowledge me, acknowledge me by playing like he fucking hated me. Hated my guts. Wanted me to die. A slow, painful death, which is exactly what I'm going to fucking do if they don't turn it around. And sadly, Nathan, I've got to say, I'm going to go out on a limb. I've been talking the Tigers up all season. I'm just saying, at this rate, it looks like the Tigers might have to win the comp from 14th spot. Who would be 15th and 16th, just out of curiosity? Uh, Penrith and Parra. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Penrith are too good for that. I think, you, I think you're 15th at best. Parramatta are atrocious. Don't get me wrong. I agree. They probably will be last. But Broncos fans will say otherwise, but they're a long way from the, the best teams in the NRL. I think oh, the Tigers... Nice. The Tigers' ceiling's higher than the Broncos, I think. If they play... You know, if each player plays to their potential the Tiger ceiling is much higher than the Broncos but the Broncos get there via their consistency and their culture um, which I think their culture is not what it once was but it still gets them the odd win here and there and oh, it's just so disappointed I don't think the Brisbane are that great and they completely showed the Tigers up in every facet and the Tigers kicking game was shocking you know for large parts of the game I resorted to just mocking them mocking them your own team mocking my own team that's, t- that's sad. What, look, I, can, I was hilarious. You're here before me as a broken man. I can see. I can oh, see. I was it. hilarious. Don't get me wrong. I made myself chuckle. People around me got good entertainment out of it. Said, mate, you're, you know, this is obviously hurting. You know, you, t- you but you're out there. You, you, you're taking it well. You're taking it as well as could be expected. I'm getting pity from complete fucking strangers because I'm there mocking my own team because Benji Marshall kicks down the throat of the fullback of the winger the whole fucking night. 
And then all of a sudden, the only tick that the only kick that finds the ground is when we're scurrying around like fucking retards, running around on the fifth tackle. The ball goes to to Marshall. He's pressured. It goes to Siren, and he's pressured. He literally throws the ball over one shoulder without looking. Tedesco happens to come up with it, tries to kick the ball off balance, sculls it off his foot at right angle to his body. That's the only kick that found the ground all, no- all night. That's <laughs> <laughs> Kidding me? <laughs> so, I don't know, really know what else to say about the Tigers. It's very disappointing, um, you know. And you know, inevitably, at the end of the day, when we win the comp, I wanted to be able to look back and, and look at all our dominant performances and and how we really showed the rest of the NRL who was boss. But you know, we're just going to have to splutter fl- splutter through and you know and and grind out the wins as the season goes on. And once we hit the finals, no doubt we'll. Uh, um, you know, we'll play our best footy. But, you know, I want it to be more dominant, Nathan. Now, honestly, I mean, what can I, what can I, how can I follow what you just said? You stand here before me a broken man. I mean, like, you wish you knew how to quit that team, they'd be fucking you in the ass so badly. <laughs> so, I just, I, I can't say anything else. I mean, you know, you, 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 t- this week you were mostly realistic. You know, you were 90% realistic uh, about their chances. I mean, you know, it's hard. To, it's hard to say anything about that because you said it all. Um, Tigers diabolically bad, surprisingly bad. Actually, I mean, like you know, I like to you know, I like to have a laugh and everything with you, and you know, say they're going to get flogged, but not for one second did I think that would happen. I thought this game would have been either a a twelve ten Vuvuzela or an exciting thirty six thirty four sort of situation where you know both teams opened up and scored some tries, but for it to be a one sided obliteration like that. It was surprising for me to see it, um, and I just and and Benji was so fucking bad, and he hit me on a personal level, he, <laughs> like in the fucking heart. I, I, I he was in my supercoach side this week. I had three three or four games that were very very difficult. They were against teams that were like sort of you know up in the first top three or whatever of the comp, and these guys had been projected to score like thirteen hundred plus points, and I'm like, well, fuck, my team's not going to get that. I'm projected to get like eleven seventy. <laughs> Unwinnable fucking games by any stretch of the imagination. We roll into Saturday and, you know, and Sunday and Felitti Matteo only got like 23 and he was supposed to get 80 and then all of a sudden these guys' projections come down and I had a couple of players, like Kelly got over 100. I'm like, holy fuck. This is, I'm actually, you know, some shit goes my way. I could actually take these bitches out. Got to the stage where um, for one game, I only had to get 45 points to win an unlikely victory. They'd played all their players. I had one left, one B Marshall. He had one job. All he had to do... Do you know how easy it is for a fucking playmaker who kicks goals to get 45 points in Supercoach? It's... Oh, it's fucking... Not on this oh, night, Nathan. Not fucking, on Benji's watch. I put in the time. Look at bananas and lollies and a solo. <laughs> Benji can shove the fucking solo up his fucking ass. <laughs> Seriously. It's just, like as a, as, as uh, to be fair, you've never given Benji volleys. <laughs> as a super coach, as, 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 as a super coach participant, like I just, I just got to come. I've just, like my team just they're, just they're not all just there physically. <laughs> and I'm fucking. I'm, and you know what? I'm going to swap Benji out for fucking Robert Louis. Oh, you are not. <sighs> I tell you, you should give up on life. He broke my heart, but I will say that the massive effort from uh, from Matt Gillett. 
he actually won me all of the other unwinnable games because he got over like a hundred and something points. He was fucking sensational. So thank you, Matt Gillett. You picked up the slack from that other Gronk, but oh, you broke my heart, Benji. And to be honest, I didn't really, you didn't have much of it in the first place to break. But fuck you anyway, you fucking shit player. Karim Karan. The West Tigers playing each team back into form one round at a time since 2005. <laughs> Hash Tigers in decline. Oh, every tweet here, not all of them have Tigers in decline. I'm very disappointed. I'm going to have to talk to some of these guys. Chapo, the creator. Oh, and this is something you didn't mention either. Ed Pettiborn made six tackles and missed seven tackles. Hash Tigers in decline. Hash defense in decline. You know, I told we, you when you bought, bought him, him. We bought him for his... Hard running in defence. When you bought him in conjunction... Who, who did you buy him with? Um, Bodine Thompson. Bodine, that's right. When you bought Ed Pettiborn, I said at the time, you know, this guy's fucking reserve grade. He's just... he's You know, he's a stocking filler. And you, in your in your Pollyanna fucking... Anything West Tigers must be good. <laughs> you did you did cast a great light on it. And I'll, look, I'm impressed how you do that because I, just, I cannot... I don't have the ability to do that. But he's basically proven to be... Exactly what I said. It's early days of the season, mate. It's early days. It's not like the season's half over or anything. Yeah, we're only half over. Still plenty of time. Yeah, it's only half over. Um, Karim Karan again. Why don't hash Tigers in decline? Just move to Perth already. The buyer has more right to an NRL license than these guys. Fucking hunt you down. He went in hard. Unspeakable things. He he went in hard this week. Cruzy zero six. Good to win against a team of destiny, especially how the turnstile bros Pettyborn and Blair got schooled by Gillett and Prince. Once again, undeniable. DJ X Plane. I loved being at Suncorp and hearing multiple people in the crowd yelling out, Benchy. Hash Tool Nation is alive and well. To be fair, we didn't actually come up with that. No, we didn't come up with it. We certainly took it and ran with it, though. We ran with it. We did run with it. But, um, and the, 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 and I just, I I gotta say, I just, I I actually feel sorry for you now about your side. Because I can bitch. Don't don't feel sorry for me. I I can bitch and get fired up about, you know, referees costing a game by two points but at the end of the day and it's being in the top four at the end of that but at the end of the day if that's I mean it's like you know when you take stock of your life and you think you've got problems and you look at someone else's life and you're like go, well fucking my problems aren't that bad after all and that's what I do I look at myself and go well you know I could fucking lose seven games in a row and be have half my players out injured and then the ones that aren't injured are the ones that are shit and Benji Marshall playing for my team being shit and you know Life's good being a manly supporter. <laughs> after all that, after all is said and done. Fuck me. I didn't quite feel as bad before as what I do now. Sorry, mate. Previews for the... 15th round, holy shit, round 15 of the 2013 NRL Premiership, a shortened round again um, you know, due to origin buys and stuff. Uh, we're going to kick off though on Friday Night Football, Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs taking on the Sydney Roosters. Yeah, tough one. Obviously, uh, fucking Mitch Orbison at 5'8 with Dan Mortimer in the halves, that's enough to make me pick the Bulldogs. I believe that Mitch Orbison has played one game ever in the six. The fact that Sean Kenny Dow hasn't been dropped and uh, Mitch Orbison is playing 5-8 for the second game, second time in his career. Sorry, can't see him getting it done. Bulldogs 13 plus. Yeah, I mean the real glue from the uh, <laughs> from the side, it, it's not really there. I mean Sonny Bill can't do it himself 
at all. Um, and then we look, yeah, and we look at the dog side, you know, pretty much, you know, virtually unaffected. You know, the, what, the subtraction of Reynolds? That's about mm. it, yeah. He's been replaced so, by the Ottomans, so they've improved this squad, squad there. They've improved, they, not only have they improved the playing ability, they've improved the integrity of the side. Until he gets suspended for 45 weeks for throwing punches. Yeah, that's true. And which then they'll have to put into super slow-mo just to see how many punches he actually threw because his hand moved that fast. Create a fucking sonic boom. Just ask Trent Waterhouse. Um, so once again, the you know... the. The dogs are almost like the West Tigers of years gone by, where you know things with the draw just seem to fall into their lap. You know they get teams, you know, good teams at the right time when they're depleted, and so um, I, th- I, you know, fully expect them to win the game. I agree. Okay, for different reasons. You don't agree because the halves have been ripped out of the eastern suburbs, Roosters. You think that you, you would t- you would tip them if they were full strength side? Is that what you're saying? You tip the dogs against the Roosters if the Roosters are full strength? Oh, I'd probably. Of course, you wouldn't. No, I reckon I probably would. Oh, Jennings, I no. guess. Jennings is the X factor there for me. No, you see, you just got lawyered. Okay, West Tigers oh, versus Canberra you, Raiders. <laughs> Saturday, down at Campbelltown. Saturday in Shitsville. West Tigers our, take on the Canberra Raiders. Good way to get our run to the finals back on track. Um, you know, Benji won't play that poorly again for the rest of his career. And... Uh, <laughs> Look, I've got a jersey riding on this game. You do. Dr. Sexy. Dr. Sexy. Matt we'll have to have a chat with him, in, uh, you know, once we get the result of the game. But, um, you know, he's been fairly scarce recently. He has. I haven't heard from him. Probably, you know. He was over at Kokoda for a bit there. He was. He was. He's probably crying into his fucking crystal, saying, why did I make such a stupid bet that I can't win? My football team can't get me over the line in this one. <laughs> famous actor I'm an award winging actor and what have I fucking done put my reputation on the line for these bunch of gronks in green coming up against the might of the West Tigers at Campbelltown their spiritual home where they'll get things back on track and, and win quite handily yeah you know what I think the Raiders if the Broncos are going to win by 20 Raiders are going to win by 30 this one's going to be over by half time embarrassing by 60 minute mark and absolutely fucking suicide inspiring by 80 minute mark and then, and yet again, you'll be coughing up for a jersey and stuff for yourself. And then I've got another one with some fucking St. George fan. Oh, do you? How'd you get into that? Don't even know his name. Some random homeless bloke that I s- just starts rocking up to the Broncos games in the members section um, in a leather jacket that he looks like he stole from Eric Estrada. Um, I don't even know his name. What's, I can't place him. Can't place him. Um... I'm pretty sure he used to drive cabs. Oh, Dave. Uh, no, got, that's not it. That's not it. Um, you got caught into a, into a jersey bet with Dave. On Anzac Day, I was blind. He was giving it to me on Twitter, so I fucking fired right back up him. I put him on the spot. <laughs> there you saying, go. Whoever, whichever team finishes higher on the ladder out of the Dragons and the Tigers, the loser has to buy a jersey. You're not out of it yet. You're not out of it yet. No, no. Well, I mean, I'm still confident. Yeah. I'm still confident. I he's, he's, so com- is he. I, would, I wouldn't be confident, you know. but I'd be hopeful that it's Look, possible. Look, if I was wearing Eric Estrada's jacket, I'd be pretty confident too. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, give us a projected score for your West Tigers game. How much are you going to win by? Oh, 32 to 4. See, that's just ridiculous. You should, you should be punished with more jerseys based on how wrong you are from the margin. <laughs> okay, Parramatta Eels taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs, let it be said, they are depleted. 
they've lost their bird eye that they've had to kick out. They've still got a Sutton and a Reynolds and a two, bunch of other bird eyes. They've still got two eyes inside. Um, they don't have GI there, of course. But, you know, Sutton and Reynolds, and especially having Reynolds in the side, is a, is a very good thing. And, and Isaac Luke as well. I mean, yeah. They're... And let's not forget, Parramatta's without Jared Haynes, so... Exactly. So the, the, the right. GI thing really cancels itself out. And, and Parramatta's also carrying, you know... A bunch of players, not a dozen, but you know, quite a number of those players that were you know not wanted as well. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, the Souths are going to win this by probably twenty-four points, maybe twenty-six minimum. Minimum, and uh, may God have mercy on your soul, Parramatta. Okay, and finally, Monday Night Football down at Rabina. Oh, this one will get about three thousand people. Fucking Titans hell. versus the Storm. Monday Night, that what. The... I just don't understand thinking the NRL sometimes. I mean, they, they consider... I mean, I, I concede that some teams have to have Monday night games, but surely you would put Monday night games for the Titans as away games at a venue, you know, perhaps like East or somewhere a little bit more central where people are likely to turn up. Oh, I don't... East? No, not East fans turning up. I mean, just like general NRL fans. Because right. I mean, general NRL fans always outnumber East fans at East games. I mean, it's like 27 <laughs> East fans. I mean, they're, they're, they're not going to win a count anywhere they go. You're right. It's the same 27. Oh, Brett Finch comes in the halfback for the Storm, which is Ooh. the reason he was bought um, to, to cover for Cronk. But oh, I'm going to back the Titans. They're at home. They've got um, Albert Kelly's in form. Aiden Caesar's playing really well, um, as is William Zillman. Pretty much intact. Pretty yeah, much pretty, intact. Pretty I mean, much. They have lots of key forwards. Miles and Bird. And they, those Harrison's guys. there. Minicello's there. Dave Taylor's still there. So, yeah, I think they've still got a side that can... Can do a bit of a job on the storm. That's not to do a bit of a job on. I mean, because you know that the oh, guys that a bit of a job and the, the guys that, the, the guys game. that Bellamy's going to throw in there are guys that can do the job. I mean, look at look at their uh, you know apart from you know Ben Hampton in the six. Mm. Other than that, Brett Finch been there, done that. Widop, Sisawaga, Will Chambers, Maurice Blair, Justin O'Neill, they've all been there, done that. Um, you know Brett Finch. We'll see how he's been going since he's been uh, mm. playing down the Reggies. Uh, since he got back, a couple of new, you know, newish sort of names in there. Uh, Tohu Harris gets to, you know, start for Nua. I think the Titans will win a close one. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I, I will concede that the Storm have immensely 60% less spark based on, you know, and I, I, and Widdop has obviously proven he's not the, you know, the, he can't, you know, play the lone hand. Uh, when yep. the other guys aren't there or aren't firing. Uh, I don't think Brett Finch can either. Um, yeah, fuck, don't make me tip the Titans. That's the thing. I just don't... Oh, you're making me want to tip the Titans. And once again, their RC draw against the top four continues. And I guess get... You know, apart from outright ducking ducking games against top four sides, I mean, they, they get the storm when they're absolutely... At, at their absolute worst. Mm. So, uh, lucky. And you're right. I think I'm going to have to tip the Titans to win. And um, I really didn't want to. But, yeah, there it is. That is the full time for episode 125. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League and we're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. So make sure you hit the like button, share the post, get in there and comment and all that stuff. We're going to try and put some more stuff up on Facebook as well and get you guys more involved. So uh, here, yeah, help us spread the word. As I said, Let us know show. what you think of the new look. Yeah. Um, added, as I said at the start of the show, we added like, uh, well, it's over 150 likes uh, to the. Um, 
to the overall total. Um, now look at it now. Yeah, so what we, I think it's about 157, I think, based on what it was uh, this time last week. So it's pretty sweet, pretty sweet. Uh, very happy with it. Um, and we actually, it's funny, we got some funny comments as well. We put some stuff up on there, uh, like that picture of Tubi with his birthday cake when it was his birthday on Monday. <laughs> Magnificent. Um, and, you know, the Dumb and Dumber thing that was doing the rounds uh, around Twitter and stuff about uh, Dugan and Fergie Ferg. But um, we had a comment from uh, Dennis Valente who... Uh, he comments on our Facebook quite a lot and sends messages quite a lot, uh, which is very appreciated. Uh, he, he commented on the new uh, cover image that we've got there for the for the show, and he said, "This is." Uh, and he only did it 25 minutes ago as we recorded the show. I saw it pop up, so I thought I should mention it. This is way too professional looking for a podcast put out by a couple of hacks. Before too long, you'll start wearing matching suits and ties, stop the swearing, and even providing independent, unbiased views. Where does it end? That's never going to happen, mate. No, it's good. Not to saying we wouldn't, you know, we'd never suit up, but I definitely would only wear the jacket and the shirt and tie, but have no pants on. No, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's what that's what that's TV magic, man. That's what they do. Uh, iTunes, two reviews this week. One is a revised review, which we will get into shortly. One is a new review, five stars. Uh, the heading is uh, 360 degrees of rugby league. All your news updates and gossip. Oh, sorry, it's from Dy. All your news, updates, and gossip about what's happening in the NRL. The banter and delivery between the hosts is great. The knowledge and passion they both have for the sport is exemplary. It's probably taking a bit far, but yeah. Thanks. I like the way you think. I've listened to other podcasts about rugby league, and this one is, in capitals, the best. If you want to listen to a fair assessment of teams, players, and league in general, then this is the podcast for the true rugby league supporter. It's got great humor, amazing content, and most importantly, hosts who care about what's going out on the podcast each week. As this isn't their full-time job, they make a tremendous effort for the listener to make an enjoyable show. The only warning would be the language. I myself have no problem with it, and it adds character to the podcast and makes you feel like you're talking with the boys at the pub. However, if you're soft and precious, then you might want to listen to another podcast. Definitely worth time to listen each week. Go the Manly Seagulls. That's a fantastic review and probably the finest review for any podcast ever. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so thank you very much, DY. And uh, Shen leads us to. If you're on, well, if you're on Twitter, DY first of all. If you're on Twitter, um, uh, you know, under another name, or you're on Facebook or whatever, feel free to give us a shout out so we know who you are. Um, now, Simo Alley. I believe Simo underscore Alley on Twitter. That's A L L E Y for people who uh, fire up your Twitter machines. Get ready for this. This Week in League, one star. Now, he revised this from an old review that he did, which was a five-star review probably back uh, two seasons ago. Good part, a good podcast, but let down by the ticking clock every week. I tried not to say anything, but I had to. You'll get your five stars back when you stop the clock. Until then, one star, rubbish podcast, hash Tigers in decline, hash eight straight, hash Queenslander. First point I want to make is, hashtags don't work on iTunes, you fuckwit. Point two. Let's not assume Glenn, that he, he knows what the fuck you're talking about. Glenn, Glenn, I'm, I'm going to let you take it. How dare you? How dare you? Fucking nerd. Take our stars hostage. And I've seen photos of this bloke. He's, he's like MC Barbecue's long lost cousin. <laughs> Only not as smart. Um, mate, give us our fucking decent review back. Give us our stars back. Shut the fuck up about the clock and just listen like you know what's good for you. Yeah, and I, I what I said. I love yeah yeah what he said. I, like I, I love feedback, but this this kind of this 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 petty terrorism, <laughs> trying to hold the show at ransom. That's the sort that's the sort of shit we do. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you little fucker. Okay, um, fantasy. 
Dane Laurie for PM again at the top. And um, only just, but just keeps doing enough each week. Gets some good scores each week and uh, stays up there. Uh, El Ducho's Dopers, uh, Cerberus, Sherwood Scorpions, Mighty Bulldogs, Seagull Assassins, Ross's Rascals, Toto's Terrors, Greendale Goblins, and Honor Blood Buzz rounds out the top 10. And um, tell some fucking massive scores. Uh, just uh, Cerberus in in, uh, in third place, 13-19. Sherwood Scorpions, Troy's team. Who? Sherwood Scorpions. Troy, I think, it, I have a feeling it's, it's Troy underscore 79 on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. a feeling. Uh, I'm not sure he can confirm that. I'm sure he'd be delighted to confirm it because the fucking score in Supercoach he got this week was 1,431. Fuck me, dead. I've never... F- Oh, I've, I've, I haven't even cracked 1300 ever. I got to about 1275 or something I'm this week. I'm struggling to crack 130. Or 1250 or something this week. But oh, that is a fucking monumental score. I would love to know where that ranked in terms of the overall, all the people in, you know, 100,000 people in Supercoach. That would have to be fucking right up there. Amazing. Good job, dude. Still, he's only in fourth position. So, I mean, he must have been coming back from a distance. But, um,. There you go. He's right in the mix now. Anyway, he's only 120 points off the lead. Okay. Tipping. The real Jedi maintains his position at the top. A four-point buffer back to second place on Voodoo Rock, who's tied with Lynn Williams, 277 as well. Then in fifth, one point back, we've got Desi Starks, Aussie, 11198, Boxcar Jason, Animal NZ, Troy Schroeder, and which is, I assume, the same Troy. And if that's the case, my God. Motherfucker's killing it all around. It's a fucking rugby league gazelle. Got six tips right last week too, and I think most people got five. Um, certainly the rest of the top ten all got five, except for Animal NZ, who only got four. And uh, Shell Geddes rounds out the top ten. So there you go. Six points from tenth to first. Um, am I running last yet? Not your third last. One point off the bottom. Right. I did check that. And in your little you know, bet with um, Kyle, mm. you got to make up about 20 points. So if you want to start putting your tips in and, and maybe try and, you know, bridge that gap a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's probably time to do it. Well, I mean, you only have to beat him by one tip, you know, around exactly. you know, and, a, and a bit over the, over the rest of the season. So, you know, you can do it. But you, you can do this. you got to want it. Look, in, look into your eyes. Can't just, can't just see the desire. Maybe I'd just prefer to ram a carton of solo off Kyle's ass. <laughs> and finally, the shop. We've still got stock of the Revelation shirt, hats and stubby coolers. I hit up thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop because we're clearing those guys out. And the Revelation shirts are half price, 20 bucks. And uh, if you spend over 50 bucks, you get a stubby cooler thrown in for free. And uh, of course, next Wednesday night, if New South Wales are to uh, do what everyone, frankly, what everyone expects them to do and uh, <laughs> wrap up the series... The one in a row shirt, sensational. It's going to be out there. And fuck, Queensland decline. That'd be a great shirt too. Wouldn't that be inflammatory to wear down Caxton Street? Yeah, good luck getting bashed. <laughs> yeah, but you remember last, was it last year I went down to Caxton Street? I walked into the car park and just said, come at me, you maroon little bitches. And no one did anything. I think you might have given me one of the kindies. Which you clearly deserved. Yeah, but you know, it was just like, ping, just deflecting <laughs> So it's fucking Iron Man. Idiot. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Um, no football for the good guys this week. It's a bit of a gronk round uh, as far as games on the weekend. But you know, if, if you're a fan of the sport, you know, find a little place in your heart that enjoys rugby league and you know, you, you may see a play or two or a try or two that's worthwhile watching this weekend. Otherwise, if you know, if you've, you've got a good team that you follow, have a weekend Such off. Such as the West Tigers. 
Well, no, you get out there and watch your get out and watch your little legends run around and uh, and dominate the opposition. You're a, you you guys are playing in the panda As round. You become accustomed to watching. Is it panda round or the Rihanna round? We go panda. All right, that's very PC of you. Yeah, I know. Unlike me, yeah. How the fuck did that happen? Anyway, that's it. Oh, this must be the longest episode of the year too. So aren't you guys all lucky getting that? Thanks, new listeners. It's not usually this long. Usually, it only you know sort of tucks around under two hours. But there you go. You got nearly two and a half this lucky week. Lucky we started early. It's a bonus just for you guys. <laughs> See you next week. See ya.